Talk Brunch. Served hot. There we go. Talk Brunch Live. Sorry about that, guys. This is a brand new rig. This is literally us rebuilding everything from scratch to give you an updated, upgraded, higher definition, higher resolution, 60 frames per second, full quality experience. And uh, I guess you were the unfortunate test subjects. It doesn't also help the fact that I did, in fact, decide to do this on my freaking wedding week. So... To say we've been busy has been an understatement. That being said, we are here. This is a new configuration. Hope you all enjoyed. Hope it was worth it. Um, And of course, always joining me, Destin Soglo Frazier. I think I speak on behalf of everybody here. Thank you for putting forth this fucking effort because holy shit. I try. It's not always perfected. I'm like, real shit. I don't know if this man gets enough thank yous, but holy shit. All right. The thing about the internet and doing streams and stuff like this is it's unfortunately like building a boat. No matter how good it looks, you won't really know until you put people in it and push it into the ocean. Right. You know, which is really the most nerve-wracking thing about it. Um, But that being said, thank you for your patience, everyone within our community. Most of you are nocturnal like myself, and those of you that aren't, which is the majority of you, unfortunately, tune in the following day anyway. Across the airways of SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, and the various other podcatcher podcast apps, including us now on Spotify. Which, uh, shout out to everybody there, especially the Eva Marie fans. We are uh, looking forward to interacting with all of you. Yeah, you know, it's just one of those things. But, yeah, I, uh, I guess I I would just address a little bit of what's going on around here since we are, uh, coming to you practically in the middle of the night but it is uh in a weird way i guess you can say i'm coming to you from um my honeymoon i guess if you want to call it honeymoon honeymoon's over i don't know because uh like i said last time last thing i said when i got off there was that i was getting married and i did you know i don't really go into a i'm not like a lot of other streamers or podcasters on here that they'll tweet you guys and be like big announcement coming up stay tuned for more info soon an announcement five more seconds for the announcement and then you know or any of that other stuff or you know i don't do that so it's kind of like i just announced at the end that we were doing it i don't really go into too many details but yeah part of what took our time was the fact that uh we did want to make things official and uh you know that was definitely an experience but on top of that we did decide to upgrade the system which is cool and i'm glad that we did it um but when we started to put together, for those of you that are watching the video version of the show, video version is not us on camera or anything. Not yet, at least. It's just a, it's just an overlay. It, it's been evolving over the past seven years. I just realized, though, when we started doing it, that it was like uh, the, the assets were just out of sync. You know, like for anyone who's ever dealt with resolution, when you upscale things, when you go to a higher resolution, you do things like the old assets just didn't survive the test of time for like the way they would look on an HD screen on a full HD canvas. And it was like, you know what? I'm just going to just do it over. We'll just set everything up differently. Um, There's a lot going on more behind the hood than you can probably see. But I think you'll be surprised as you get to know the show, the new show. Uh, what I mean when we put up videos, when we put up clips, the way the chat works, um, the bot hasn't been fully implemented. We're going to be changing him around for those of you there. The uh, people over on SoundCloud and iTunes and now Spotify, also the other change being that we are now on that platform. 
um, you should be getting better audio as well. I think that across the board, everyone should be getting something better. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit rickety because uh, it's new. It's like when you have a jacket for years and you can just slip into it as opposed to now you're getting something new that you got to break in or a baseball mitt, you know, where it's like for a little while, I might be better at catching with the old one just because I had already broke it in. You know what I mean? I had already bent it and, and, and like creased it and shit. You know the way you anyone who plays baseball understands that. It's like this one's better and it's new. But for a while, catching balls, especially when it's like something that's coming to the outfield, it's going to be rough. <laughs> you like the old layout, really? That old layout was an emergency layout. Full disclosure, what happened was a PC had died again because that's what happens when you do as much stuff as we do. And uh, it took that background at first because we had a theater before that theater and it took that with it. So I just put the other one together, and it actually came out better. Yeah, but, I remember the old. I vaguely remember the old theater. Yeah, but but this this one, uh, like I said, we wanted to just go for something that makes the actual stuff that you see look better for you. And also, even though it wasn't done by coincidence, it's a, it's a bit of a reflection, similar to my setup in the sense that I am in front of a couple of computer screens, not like that, but I'm in front of two computer screens, which are sort of making that shape at me. And uh, to my right is the actual Brunchtron that does now in this setup actually on the big screen play the videos that I'm going to be playing to you guys. So from where I'm seated, I can actually look to my right and uh, watch that video on a big screen. It's that size. And then, you know, the bed's there too like that. So it's actually surprising. And then the colors are glowing red. So we didn't actually mean to reflect anything that we were doing. We were just going for an upscaled look. <laughs> and then when I looked, it was like, that's fucking creepy. See, it's funny. When you described this to me maybe a day or two ago, in my head, that middle screen and then the top one is all I saw. And you said all to the right. And I was like, oh, that's different. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it it is really, really wild, and I'm sorry we're starting so late. Again, you know what? Most people, if they were getting married, you would they would take a week off. Though I haven't taken a week. I think in in the seven years we we postponed one show, but I don't think in the seven years we've been doing this, we've gone a week without doing a show. So there's a difference. The Monday show was postponed once, but even on that week, there was a pay per view. <laughs> so the streak of <laughs> you know what I mean even on that week there was a so the streak of being here once a week has never gone and we don't want to break it tonight either no matter how late we got on um like i said i could have just been like fuck you all fuck wrestling um i'm gonna do the honeymoon thing for a while and you'll see me when you see me but honestly we do like coming on here and i am sort of still counting this as part of the honeymoon thing so the the show will be a little bit more casual partially for that and it's a good excuse as to why my program is all disheveled and messed up (laughs) <laughs> but even I think even us at our worst not to be too cocky but even us at our worst are our best if yeah. I had a dime for every time you come, you, you you rang me up and be like well this one's gonna be rough first fucking thing I say ah we got it the worst thing that's ever happened to us was getting on this late with a little bit of technical issues and that's partially because I was getting married and because I literally rebuilt everything as if this was the first day so this is legitimately this setup's main voyage. It might like look slight adjustment, not like something upgrade. Like no, it's a whole new thing. It might look old just because I kept the same design, but no, like even the T on the talk brunch on the bottom, that's a new talk brunch. It look I know it's the same one, but you know, just to be scaled to this, uh, everything that the whole bars, everything that's a new upscaled HD fr- sixty frames, everything. None of that matters to anyone out of here. So I don't want to bore you all with it, but. Uh, 
I just wanted to make sure that that's the way that it worked. Top brunch where even the tea's at 60 frames. You know, I like to just improve. That's what I do all of this for. Like my, my biggest interest in doing all of this, because I could just turn it all down and then I can promise you there wouldn't be a single technical issue, but it's like, then you would, it would be just another show. You know, it's like, I like to do things that I like to really push everything, even if it crashes or disconnects. The, the reason we were able to get so much to get done in the last seven years is because I'm always going, would we be able to do this? Would we be able to? Most people, it'll not work and they'll freak out. Fuck it. Don't do it. Turn that thing off. No. Can we adjust it? Can it somehow be incorporated into this? But but it's but it's hot in the un- and the ram over here smoking. But do you have water you could put near it that might cool it off <laughs> while we <laughs> Is there an ice pack you can put is there an ice pack you can put perhaps on the side of the tower? You know, but the surge protectors overloaded. The the fire department is like right there. <laughs> <laughs> But it's sparking. Look, you have an umbrella. You can block it. Ping, ping. Like, yeah, because full disclosure, like even when we started to do this, like, you know, Stasis' first thought was maybe if you turn off the actual Brunchtron in the room. And I thought, no, I made that. Why do I have to lose the Brunchtron at this fucking time? So I didn't. It's there. We'll see. Though I might have to look, adjust it or something. But yeah, that is a. Uh, that is the long and short of this situation as I put my hand on the equipment to see if it's going to burn it. No, it's actually not that hot. Thanks. You know what, man? It isn't work though anymore. Like I've come to an epiphany over the last post pandemic and like our community is loyal as fuck. We've had at one point we had a way bigger one. At one point we had a way smaller one. We've been in the middle. It's grown and small and, and, and it's fluctuated size over the years. But whatever the size is, our community has always been worth it. You know, so it's kind of like I, I kind of used to, I think, in the old community feel sort of like where well, mass work with this one. I'm, I feel more sense of gratitude. It's like this is our community. Fuck that. Like nobody else can really touch anything that's happening here but us. And we all do really cool activities. So for me, it's like I don't really consider it work. The only part of it that's stressful to me is I feel genuinely terrible when I get on here late, even when, to be honest, 90 percent of the time there's something that's beyond my power. Like I'll feel bad about it or it's just like, man, that's rough. I wish that these guys were already listening to the show. But if I went on, we wouldn't have A, B and C. And like I told you before, my philosophy is I don't like to come on here like a lot of other podcasters and read that Meltzer heard that Alvarez said that this person wrote in this document. I'm not about that. I like to be able to, for most part, for at least 80% of stuff, actually have the content there, the quote or whatever, the audio or clip or whatever we need to confirm that it came from their mouth. And that takes time too. So, you know, but I enjoy doing it. Like I said, I think I don't consider work just because I really look forward to hanging out with the community, not just on wrestling days, but like just overall, you know. And they don't really stress about it. Yeah. Like we'll come on here late, like tonight, and they'll just be like, hey, sup, like, yeah i just wish that i know it's better for everybody when we don't you know like today literally everything fell apart but don't think it wasn't without uh trying i, I think willie was saying oh i thought you were having a fantasy star marathon on uh on saturday it was like no dude i i need the intro on the screen looping so that i can have something to work around the overlay on like the physical things <laughs> on the overlay like if you saw fantasy star you think i'm having a fantasy star good time no we just happened to have that it was like we need something to keep playing the, the opening scene so we'll just keep that on the Tron while we're trying to adjust the frame rate and, and, and move and measure shit around it. But yeah, it's been literally just us putting this together to make sure that it's all, it's all working good. All right. Anyway, I guess we should get started here with the show. Hey, yeah. I think I want to start as soon as I can pull it up on my disorganized program. 
where we last left off, which was with a do drop. <laughs> so I should bring this up on the screen, shouldn't I? Right. We got a break in the new screen. Yeah, the new the, the new salty screen. Because it's gonna the first smoke. image it's gonna see is do drop. And then smoke and then smoke starts pouring out of it. Just get some water. As you said that the fans kicked up too, man, you're making me nervous. There she <laughs> is. Dewdrop just appeared on my Tron. So far so good. We making it. We out here. So as you know, there is a, a theory going around, stasis mainly, that that Dewdrop will become the new sidekick to to Nikki Cross and she'll be the new shit. She'll be the shit. If you guys remember, uh <laughs> who which one of them was it? That that which one of the uh, Rosie. It was Rosie. It wasn't Jamal, right? It you was it was Rosie. That's the thing that got Rosie over after three minute warning broke up. That's right. It was Rosie. It's I think Jamal, Jamal went to do his own thing in TNA and then he came back as Umaga. Right, because Jamal became, they were first three-minute warning. If anybody doesn't remember, these two guys, these two big Simone guys, they were three-minute warning. And then one of them went away and came back as Umaga. And then the other one went away and came back as shit. You're right. I forgot that that's where we got. They they broke up three-minute warning and one became shit and the other became Umaga. Jamal got released, but... Yeah, he went away for a little while. I know he wrestled in TNA, he wrestled other places, and then you know, he came back. And, and what sucks about it, I don't want to digress too far from where we're going, but it's I, it sucks because I really liked Umaga. I thought the character was really top tier stuff. I also thought that shit was uh, great as well, but I really liked Three Minute Warning as well. You know, like you it's a shame that to get so fun was just like how subtle, how subtly they would set up run-ins with them. Yeah, yeah, that was what really did you it. You wouldn't know? realize it happened until it happened. And it was like, oh no. Yeah, they were Bishop's guys, right? Those were his goons. Those were convincing yeah. goons, man. When they came out and fucked shit up, it was like, whoa, you don't want to. They would just grab you, go on the top of you, and slam you. They really messed people up. Then they, they one time, they messed up Stephanie right? once, right? Oh, God, they beat up Stephanie. <laughs> I, think I, saw, I think I saw them beat up Trish live. Like, them dudes, man. And the worst part about it was, it, we saw it as their careers went on. Like, they were the original athletic big man. They were. And, and what, I, but, I think I remember once seeing Jabal splash Jeff Hardy through a table on the outside, but he jumped, like, off the top turnbuckle. And I'm like, why is this big motherfucker so high in the air? Yeah, and, and it was weird because they were really fear, fearful. You know what I mean? Like, when you looked at them, it was like, these are some scary guys. You know, like, don't mess with them. They'll take you out. Like, Rosie can hit a perfect moonsault. Yeah, which would make them scary. And it, su- it sucks because just like everything else in WWE, once they try to make them people, like, normal, like they did with Lana or they make them, like, with Kane, you, they're still, because they're great performers to do that gimmick in the first place, they're good as the normal person you made them or the comedic person. But now it's so hard. Like, I know that it was unfortunate with them. I, think, I believe Umaga passed away. I don't know. Did they both pass away? Yeah, both of them passed away. Umaga passed first, and then right. uh, Rosie passed. Damn, what is it with these some with the Samoan people dying like that? Right, you know, like we need them to stick around. Otherwise, wrestling is going to get really <laughs> shit really quick. You know, and it was bad for Umaga too because Umaga was actually getting ready to come back before. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, the two of them, like I was, I was saying, uh, when you when they split up and when they became that thing, it's harder. Like, imagine if they would have lived, right? How hard is it to make them three minute warning after? At least Umaga, sure, you could do it because that other gimmick, it was still dark, it was completely different. It was like a savage, but from a, from like a from like a street thug Samoan to a freaking, which I think is over the top to to what he what that was. Like, I, I would have like never agreed to that. I think I think I would have sooner quit, honestly. But, uh, you know, whatever, to each his own. I just think it's offensive to Samoa. But the other one to be shit. Like, how do you ever become intimidating after that? Right. Which, by the way, like, people, because this was back, of course, when they used to have, like, the innuendos and everything. Because he was Hurricane Sidekick, it literally stood for superhero in training. That's right. You know, it's funny. I, I take for granted that everybody remembers and they listen to the show hearing me call him shit. Like, oh, he would. He, then he turned into shit. Like, no, literally, that was the gimmick. He was. He became the sidekick. The he became the sidekick to the hurricane. He became the superhero in training. Shit. Oh and uh, so I digress. Getting back over to our current product. You got uh, Nikki Cross, who's a superhero now. And uh, Gregory Helms himself tweeted and he called her the hurricane. Get it? Hurricane? H-E-R. He called, because he's, they revealed called, her name tonight. No way near as good as Hurricane. No, her name tonight is Ash, right? Yeah. Nikki Ash, a.k.a. Nikki Almost Superhero. Like Ash Ketchum or Ash from Evil Dead? Yeah, A-S-H, Ash. Wasn't the second crow's name also Ash? Okay, it might have been. I haven't found any females yet. <laughs> Well, the girl who does Rhea Ripley's song, Ash Costello. Like, that was yeah, awful when I heard it. That's not how this works. So Stasis' theory is that Dewdrop will become the new shit to uh, Nikki Cross. <laughs> so then you have the shit. Nikki and the shit. She'll be Nikki. It'll be Ash and the shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, that sounds like that sounds like a garage band. What the fuck? So apparently, the wrestling community has been busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You notice that too? Oh, and they oh, realize God. that dewdrop in the Urban Dictionary is defined as the excrement that rolls out of your pant leg when you walk and defecate at the same time. Usually done in public <laughs> and requires a quick leg shake to clear the excrement from your pant leg. Oh my god. She's literally the new shit. They named her shit that runs down your leg. That's what the definition. Do drop spelled differently. D-U-E drop. But nonetheless, they did that for the double joke there. Do drop the shit that runs down your leg. They already, whether or not she becomes a sidekick, they already made her into the shit. Oh, Oh my so God. it's already happened. Whether or not you think she's the next shit, she literally is. She's just not a oh. sidekick yet. I wouldn't be surprised if she is. Oh, let's hope they're intelligent enough to see that. Oh, oh. that's upsetting. I didn't know that was a thing in Urban Dictionary. What the fuck? I wish I didn't either. You know, Urban Dictionary is a dangerous place, right? So now, and also, you know, spoiler for Raw later on, but yeah, that's thing called it. I guess I gave them too much credit again because I thought that, uh, I forgot the girl's name. I thought that one of the other girls she was feuding with, Kaylee Ray or, or the other one, Tony Storm. I just thought that it didn't matter to me. I just thought that they were going to have somebody show up, you know? I just thought that they were going to have somebody freaking show up. Anybody. No. And they didn't. Because once again, you did what I told you not to do. 
you thought of what you would have made happen. And what you were going to make happen is not what they're going to make happen. Clearly not. It never is. Clearly not. That's why whenever I try to predict, that's why whenever I predict this shit, I don't even take into mind what I would have made happen. Because if I'm, think, if I'm doing what I'm going to do, this is going to be way less painful. Because several things are going to get removed from this shit. But once I would, I know their patterns, so I'm just sitting there like we're gonna have to ride this out for a few weeks. God knows what's actually gonna come from it. Like, uh, once I once I saw them pop up, and I was like, "Yep, <laughs> fucking called it." I was not expecting it at all. So you you definitely you win in that one. Yeah. I don't know exactly how happy you are that you win in that one, but yeah, not not, not happy at all. <laughs> You quest read my mind. That guy passed away the other day. I was devastated. I actually, when I found out that he died, like I stopped everything I was doing and I just fucking went on YouTube and started watching him. I was devastated. I watched uh, when he was Samson on Half Baked. That was to me still my favorite role. More more than the shit, more than the shit from Tales from the Hood quest. But the Samson shit was I, I like to this day. It still makes me laugh. My favorite line of the whole thing. It's still when uh when this dude's like I'm Cuban B and he goes yes Cuban B <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that was one of my favorite that killed me when I happened it was like no 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 not him man Samson man sucks so um yeah how do we feel I don't even know I mean at the end of the day once again. You, it amazes me that I side with this company because I tend to be right about a lot of things on here. But when it comes to our difference in opinion with WWE, holy shit, do they make me eat my words very frequently. You know, I feel like a parent that's bailing his kid out of jail for like the for 20th the time. time. Yeah. You know, He's it's just, just like, misunderstood. Really, bitch. Yeah. Where it's just like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm almost out of excuse. I really thought only because it made so much sense. It was like, you know what we could do? We can just have Eva Marie be a manager. Dewdrop screwed her over. Now she's pissed, so she goes to get another girl. And now the other girl's going to fight Dewdrop. And then somewhere in the feud, they just both turn on Eva, and she's gone. And then we just have the feud, you know, whatever. You know, that kind of stuff happens. This made more sense than for her to just be there. And it's like, well, this is her. But then I was just like, see, Eva Marie's here. Like, no, this is what they're doing. Because, see, I don't give them the credit to have stuff that makes sense. Like I come up with these theories, I'm taking the lack of sense completely out of the equation. <laughs> like, I was like, once, once I saw them have fucking Piper Niven not be called Piper Niven, I was already just like, "Yep, ah, this is gonna suck." <laughs> and then, I mean, when we get into freaking what happened on Raw tonight, just the fact of what they do at the end of our matches, I'm just like, "No, no, just." You want to change the turn Quest asked if we're, if we're getting if we're getting Tuna Girl back. She she's there though. She's on NXT. Yeah, she's on NXT. What's her name on NXT again? She's no longer Priscilla Kelly. That was oh, the, Darby Allen's ex. She's been having matches. No, she's had matches. Has she? Yeah, she's in a tag team. She's had she's actually had quite a few matches. They're good. I forget oh, I forget her name. Yeah, Priscilla Kelly's been on NXT. Yeah, they had no problem letting her write in. What the hell's her name? Somebody Google Priscilla Kelly. She's on NXT. We talked about it on here when she came out. But uh, yeah, we thought was they hired the tuna like yeah. Oh, I'm seeing. He's saying that maybe, 
No, but you see, that's the whole thing. I thought that he's saying Eva would go down to get her from NXT. I see what he's saying now. But the thing is, they didn't do any of that. No one went down to get anybody. I thought that that was going to be the whole gimmick, that this would be like she's just like a shitty manager, which you could have. Why wouldn't you have a hot girl that could be a manager, you know? Like, okay, so you wouldn't bother is, me uh, like that. Gigi Dolan. Okay, yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, that she just looks completely different. She went a little bit less, yeah, less goth. Like a drastic change. I forgot that was her. But yeah, like I, once I saw this shit happening, I know how they operate. So I'm just like, that would have been great to, if that would have happened. And I'm like, but now let me see what's actually going to happen. And just like I thought, I was like, hmm, that. I, once again, you know what it is? I like let the, I let common sense get ahead of me where it was just like well this is perfect we have these girls and we can do this and they'll fight here and you just have an instant thing and since a lot of people don't watch nxt uk that are watching road to them it would be an instant new cool thing since the and the girls already know how to work from the few they had and even marie just has to stand there and look hot it's instant formula it's like fucking up a tv dinner not doing this you know what i mean all you had to do was stab the fucking fork into the top of it and microwave it you missed the you missed the stabbing of the fork i don't want to know you See, the difference between you and me, I've seen people fuck up a TV dinner. I know how how low the bar goes. That's aggravating, dude. Oh, my God. And then, truth be told, that would have been even worse because fucking Kaylee Ray just went from being champion for almost 700 days to our angle with Eva Marie. <laughs> Once you hear angle and Eva Marie, there is no good way out of that. No, there really isn't. Like, I the just... fact that she was brought, I, I can give a shit how hot she looks. Like we said in the chat before, she looks like that woman. She looks like the person who is terrible in bed. I don't give a shit how hot you look. Her existence annoys me. Yeah. I see her Every... on my TV screen and just start boiling. Yeah. No, but if she was just a manager that never tried to fuck with your wrestling, would you be okay with that? If she would have just always been that, like from the start, wouldn't have been a problem. But it's knowing that I endured the days when she tried to wrestle. It's like that's that's just there now. <laughs> it, 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 it's it's like it, it's like when you watched um, Billy Kidman freaking knee Chavo in the head from that shooting star from that shooting star press. Every time you see him do now, you think of Chavo because it's just there. You know what though, and we talked about this a few times on this show. And we talked about it in the chat. I think I mean I don't care. We could say what we want. I I felt like you can sort of tell. With certain women i just kind of felt like that wouldn't be my preference in lay i think she'd be like a bad lay for me specifically i'm not even talking about any of you i'm not even saying i would have a chance but i'm just saying I'm, I'm saying that like you can tell the kind of chick that's just like a pillow princess if anybody doesn't know the slang of that that's the one that that's an actual slang term in the bedroom for the chick that just lays there see you think that i take it one step further she strikes me as that kind of woman who can't who if you if anybody gets this can't catch the rhythm <laughs> That's why when George said we were pro Eva, I said I, I I wish that I wish that you were pumping furiously while she stares up at you blankly. <laughs> right, the motherfucker. If she try to throw it back. Y'all gonna be out of sync like a motherfucker. Ain't gonna be no. You gonna need a metronome to fuck her. <laughs> oh, it's too good, man. No, but I wish I would have thought that in the chat room. It was like, yeah, like she looked like oh, you look yes. like that's the best result because she ain't got no kind of fucking rhythm. Yeah, best case scenario. Best case scenario becomes the worst case scenario. Dude drops hotter than her. Yeah. See, and that's the thing. Like, Piper never, she's, she's not in the same shape as, like, a Jordan Grace or anybody. But, like, for her size, she looks great. And, I yeah. mean, I've seen watching this girl her entire time at NXT UK. She is so much better than this angle. No, I don't like, doubt it. Like, this girl was on the verge of being champion in UK. 
Yeah, like look at her. You know? And she looks like she's probably not a pillow princess. She looks like she would. She looks she like would, she takes like charge. Her, her favorite position is probably banging you against a barricade the way Naya does to freaking Lana. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> she looks like that. Nah, but she's really. Nah, she's hot. Like, I don't give a fuck what people say. Like, Piper Piper's a, has hotter features and more natural than Eva. Like, by far. You could have the fake one, George, that they piece together with uh, leftover G.I. Joe plastic and fucking Elmer's glue. I'll get the premium one with fucking articulate limbs and shit. Nothing annoys me more than a female than than females that look like uh they were designed by Todd McFarlane. <laughs> you know. Wow. No, it's King Quest. He puts you in the Scorpion Deathlock. And then the sc- Scorpion Death Drop. Right. Motherfucker, there is no safe word. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But no, yeah, that girl is freaking great, and I love watching that girl. She's so fun. She's so entertaining. She's strong as all hell. And it's like once I saw that they stuck her with Eva, I'm like, oh, fucking A. Yeah, it's because, rough. Like, the, the angle's not about her in any way. It's just Eva there, and Piper just happened to fucking be there. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we'll get back to that later. I'm sure you guys are really grateful that we talked about it now, just that so you have to hear more shit about that later on. Right, you guys got to hear about Piper. Piper never at the start of the show, and that other chick. And then, <laughs> no, but Piper, I'm I'm really excited that she's. I've, I've always oh. liked her. I always thought she was really yeah, cool. Was great. I believe she was Viper Niven originally um, on the yeah. season. They used to Piper. Yeah, when they first introduced her, um, I mentioned that to you guys. I said, you know, she used to be Viper, and uh, they made her Piper. God forbid somebody has a name. They got to they got to put their mark on everything, right? Yeah, they got to trademark everything somehow. They even try to trademark your, you trademark your real names here. They would trademark your soul. Write it down. <laughs> All right. I'm not doing these stories in any particular order tonight. Whatever. This is, this is my week. I'm doing this how I want. But I want to do fun stories just for the hell of it. So you might be wondering why Shane McMahon and Mansoor are on the screen. I came across this at TalkSport. This I'm is so one mad that when I saw this pop up, my first thing I heard was, here comes the Sony. Here comes the Sony. I give credit to Ringside for that graphic because not only Mansoor and Shane, you might be wondering why there's a toilet in the background. <laughs> I am now because I didn't see that shit before. So Mansoor spoke to TalkSport and he's quoted saying, uh, he talked about his last return to Saudi Arabia and the venue that he was in, right? And he said, we were sort of in a little, we were sort of in a little small locker room, me and the other Saudi boys. Well, actually, it was me, the Saudi boys, and the sumo wrestler they had for the greatest Royal Rumble. We were sharing that, and they were like, okay, you're going to go to that bathroom down there, right? Down the hall. That's what we use. That's that's what all the boys use. So then the next time we were in Saudi for the biggest battle royal, I was going to use that bathroom because I knew that's what the bathroom we use, right? That's the one I go to. So I walk in, I go to the store, and I do my business. And it's one of those automatic flush toilets that I hate because I like to adjust, you know? And every time I move an inch, it flushes. So it's like I'm giving birth in there. And uh, so that, that that's happening. And then and then walk out into the small <laughs> locker room, and there's 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 a few lockers here and there. And who do I see to my right? There's Shane McMahon. I see him 
and he's got and he see him there and he's got his bags on. I'm like, hey, hey, how's it going? And he looks at me with the most confused face. He says, hey, man. Then I'm looking at my hands like, oh, I can't shake his hand, obviously. So I go over and wash my hands. I look over at the towels and they're out. So my hands are wet and I'm like, sorry. And he's like, no, 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 it's okay. So then I walk out the door and he says, hey, wait a minute. So I stop and freeze in a cold in a cold sweat. He looks over and says, who are you? And I go, I'm Mansoor. And he goes, okay, nice to meet you, man. I'm Shane. Okay, nice to meet you. And I walked out like, God, that was so weird. I totally bungled that interaction. I didn't shake his hand and I wasn't respectful and it was all weird. And then I realized I went back and looked at the side of the door and there's a piece of paper that says Shane McMahon's locker room. I'm like, oh no, I just took a dump in Shane McMahon's locker room. (laughs) (laughs) Your first moments meeting Shane McMahon, you went in there and lit it up. I like that. I like that Shane kept his decorum without really knowing what the fuck's going on. Like this guy, just who is this? He just, he just shit in the. <laughs> hi, hi, I'm Mansoor, and he just walks away. Like think about how it looks from Shane's perspective. <laughs> like some guy just takes a shit in his bathroom. Looks him. Who are you? I'm Mansoor. Nice to meet you. And he just walks away. <laughs> well, so, so what you tell me? Is, that was a weird that... interaction. I wonder if Shane. <laughs> what was wrong with Shane? So basically, what you're telling me right now is that due to that interaction, in about a month or so, Mansoor is going to be Ali's new shit. That's <laughs> Saudi hero in training. Mansoor, oh man. <laughs> Yo, don't, they better not never put those two on camera at the same time, because I swear to God, I'm not going to be able to fuck you. <laughs> That's great. You look the at the door. I see it. It's over. I just love the fact that he looked at him. Oh no! <laughs> like after he saw the sign on the door, you know, and you know that's that moment where you know you fucked up, so you hightail it faster than you ever have before. Oh my god, so fucking funny, man. Good stuff, though. Okay, so there was some writer. There is some writer. Spoiler! Damn, I spoiled the story already. Oh, I heard about this story. I, you know what? Let me hear the writer first. I don't even want to go into the story yet. Okay, let me see if I could get the clip of her. Let's see. Where is it? Bear oh, with me, guys. Sweet summer child. I swear. I mean, <laughs> I, now that I think about it, this might have been my favorite story all week. Oh, yeah? Just because of how it played out. And I was like, oh, 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 that's great. I'm trying to remember the name of the thing that she was on. Oh, give me a sec. I found it. I had to remember her name. It's harder when it's somebody who you don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What is it, Kenneth? Really gotta dig for him. It's not Kenneth, is it? Is it Kenneth? I believe it is. Give me a minute here. Good lord, I I feel like I had her interview. Where the hell are you, Kenneth? Well, by the time this story ends, y'all gonna figure out where she's at. But that's a different story. But yeah, the thing that she basically did was they hired her without her knowing anything about uh WWE, right? About not wrestling like, in so general. She hasn't watched the product lately. She did not know shit going into this like the lack of knowledge was baffling (laughs) yeah that's pretty crazy yeah it's like literally the stereotypical type of thing you hear when it comes to them hiring people or it's just like hey you know about anything about wrestling nah fuck it you're hired what yeah well that's their fault though do you think it's that like they hired her that way yeah it's always been their fault and that's why their product suffers over and over again they're not hiring people who actually know what the fuck they're doing 
doing like comedy writers and hiring people who know about arm wrestling for those segments and hire like what what do we talk about like we um it was arm wrestling bowling some kind of shit where they were literally bringing people in who just knew about that just for the segment and it's like so just we're gonna we're gonna handle this badminton tournament and the rest of the wrestling can just figure it out for itself okay if we had to bring in this badminton world champion, it's like the fuck you mean? Yeah, I mean, like that, that, that'd be the equivalent of me getting ready to freaking play the Final Fantasy VII remake, and I get somebody who doesn't do anything but play fucking Fallout Shelter. And then they're gonna have to review the thing, right? Right. Like what? what like what help are you going to be? Like for the love of like, there's a there's a sense of logic. That should just be like vaguely apparent. Where it's like, if you're gonna hire somebody for a task, maybe make sure they know about that task. What's up, Asian? Not Asian. Okay, let me see if I can get to the spot where she talks about it here. Concerts, uh-huh. a lot of white women. I did not even put. <laughs> I, don't know what I believe is a Greek god, right? There's a lot of shit to this. I'm sorry, guys. Yes. So probably not Korean because Korean people are super into like. Oh, it sounds like she knows a lot about wrestling. Me and I get really excited <laughs> to respond, and then you don't really. WWE. Crazy. That's uh, such a. I mean, first of all, congratulations, but also, like, you? kind of a random thing, right? Am yes. I allowed to say that? Yes. I mean, given, like, the things that you know about me yes. and, like, my entire life and, like, what I'm into. Yeah. Yes. Also, a surprise for me. They did not require me to know anything about wrestling, but I do have a background in film production and comedy writing, and they're, like, perfect. Come on in. <laughs> you have a background in beating ass bitches. Uh, I mean, I did take Krav Maga for a year, so okay, I can okay, okay. do a little. Well, um, but they they won't. I would love it if they asked me to wrestle. They won't. Did you watch wrestling as a kid? Not at all. It was kind of big. I feel like when we were in elementary school. Yes, it was. It was remember, very, like, very remember big. the worm, the worm, the dance. I didn't know that was from wrestling. Yeah, that's from Scotty Too Hottie was a wrestler. What? That was so he, when uh, when his opponent was down, <laughs> he would do the worm. He would make his way over to the opponent using the worm and then do. He's so young that he thinks the Scotty Too Hottie invented the fucking worm. <laughs> That's my new favorite part of this whole thing. He thinks that Scotty Too Hottie invented the worm. How old is this kid? What was his first? Where have fu- you been? <laughs> you know that. What was his first fucking Legend of Zelda? Wind Waker. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first video game? Gears Three. No, Scotty Too Hottie. That's where the worm came from. Oh my god. I get, I wonder what the comments threads look just for that part alone. That is crazy. First of all, <laughs> first of all, and I know that these two, because I listened to this entire thing, they're friends, right? They are not the kind of people that would watch wrestling. But anyway, let us continue. Do like an elbow drop or something. Shit. Yeah. Okay. I can do What do you think that worm. was? I thought it was like a 70s dance in the way that there's all these weird dances and you're like, I guess... People were high on cocaine and they did that. Oh, I mean, maybe. I, I, didn't, I didn't actually look. I mean, I've never looked into the history of the warm because I have other things I need to worry yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. I'm pretty sure it's from Scotty Too Hottie. And that mm. guy, rest, he had like a partner. He would always wrestle with like one other guy. Oh, so tag team. It was a tag team. And then um, he would wear This like, guy should have been the writer. And like Oakley's. What? At least he knows yeah, more than she Scotty does. Scotty Too Hottie, man. Right. Okay. Well, let me see if I can find him. I, um, the, I truly know I'm surprised this was it. not in your interview. It wasn't. So they didn't <laughs> ask me. Okay, wow. What's wow, yes. I don't like that. Imagine, visually. imagine being beat up by this guy. Yeah, I would feel very bad about myself. I will say, like, so I've got to write 
the things between like the mesh wrestling matches. So like yeah. when they're walking to and from the ring, some of the commentary that happens. Uh, oh, commentary from the the, the guys. Yeah. Oh, so like, what do they say? Like you're talking about like. Are you saying that there was a writer behind? Are you? Do you smell what the Rock is cooking? Like somebody wrote that. Somebody wrote that. No, it wasn't Rock that, that came up. I with mean, that. maybe he. That was his thing from a long time ago. Mm. But we come up with catchphrases, hand signals, or whatever. I really, really? don't. Oh god, I don't know this enough about so it. <laughs> she not only doesn't know, but she's like making fun of it. Like she's making like a joke about it. Like she doesn't seem like she really gives a fuck. She's the kind of pretentious fucking leaf eating person that i would not want anywhere near the fucking product you can like hear it in the way she talks and addresses it i think that that shit is very disrespectful it's not just that she didn't know it's the it's the it's just the way she's coming off about her lack of knowledge i hate when people who think that they're smart which you can tell by looking at her that she fucking thinks that she's smart i hate when people think that they're smart they try to take not knowing something having an ignorance of something or not having information about something i should say rather as a, a way to just make it funny like you know what i mean like the thing is funny because you don't know shit about it you know is that just my take here oh no 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 i'm right there with you because um newsflash to her understand the legions and i mean fucking legions of people you will piss off with just one of those statements and i love how the fucking this little Dick cheese right beside her is no fucking help. Imagine getting beaten up by that guy. Motherfucker, imagine getting beaten up by you. Yeah. What? I guess just anybody get the radio station at this point. Good Lord. No, it didn't make any sense. Like I said, that really bothered me. You know, like when I saw it, it was like that bothers the shit out of me. Like, why is that the uh, the way that that was handled? You know, exactly. And it was like if you get hired into a wrestling company and you don't know about wrestling, I don't know. Maybe. I'm not the brightest. I'm not the brightest person in the world. I don't create. I I don't claim to be, but I don't know. Maybe try learning about it. And that whole thing about, like I said, it's okay. Canal Street Radio is this in New York? Are you shitting me? This might be. Yo, you might need to make a trip, bro. Yeah, like Canal Street, the place where you buy video games, where Mott Streets are blocked down, and you play people. In Street Fighter, coincidentally, that's where I would always go to play Tekken and Street Fighter because that's where the Asians hang out and they can kick your ass and you learn really fast how to play the game. Chinatown. <laughs> Canal Street is Chinatown. Not for nothing, for anyone who doesn't live in New York, Canal Street straight in the heart of Chinatown, right by their police precinct. When I saw Canal Street Radio, obviously as a fan of anime, I told you guys the stories. That's where you just have to go to get those tapes for the Dragon Ball. So I know where the fuck they are. I just noticed... <laughs> That's interesting. You I wonder if it's that. Is it that Canal Street, though? Can somebody do some research? Is this New York Canal Street that they're at? Oh my God. And what is she drinking? What is that in front of her? What is that jug? Who fucking knows? But I don't like the way that it's not about not knowing because you cannot know something and approach it like, all right, I don't know about it, you know, but I'm, I'm willing to. But she's like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like that. Don't like, be arrogant about it. It doesn't make you better. Just be, you know what it is for some people? They don't like being in the position of not knowing something. So they just have to do that. You know, that's the way that they cope. Anyway, let's hear what else is going on here. <laughs> I truly I have not started yet, so I don't know enough about it. And if they hear this, I'm really hoping they don't like revoke my offer. But <laughs> I truly know. Ne- Spoiler. Next. 
I gotta. Are you saying back that there was a writer behind? Are you? Do you smell what the Rock is cooking? Like somebody wrote. That. Somebody wrote that. No, it wasn't Rock that, that came up. I with mean, that. maybe he. That was his thing from a long time ago. But mm. we come up with catchphrases, hand signals, or whatever. I really, really? don't. Oh god, I don't know this enough so about problematic. it. <laughs> <laughs> I truly, I have not started yet, so I don't know enough about it. And if they hear this, I'm really hoping they don't like revoke my offer. But <laughs> I truly. Know- <laughs> no, next to nothing about it. I'm having people over tomorrow. If you want to, to watch, a, a yeah, to watch I'm having people <laughs> over to watch wrestling. Like, yeah, I saw last week's match. Wrestling. Match. Yeah, yeah, you see yeah. where she struggled. I mean, you know, match. Like she almost didn't want to fucking call it. She almost didn't want to fucking call it a match. Wow. It's like, ugh, ugh. She makes my fucking skin crawl. I could tell by the way she was saying it. She's referring to the whole show as a like it's beneath her, right? How do you address somebody's somebody's freaking whatever you want to call it career, their vice, their hobby? How do you fucking how disrespectful? But it's okay because it's wrestling. If that shit was anything else, like if somebody went to an art gallery and did that, which I'm sure she's familiar with. That would be frowned upon or anything else in life, an ice skating thing or whatever. I It's just that's disgusting, man. Like, look at this. Look at this pretentious. These are the, these are the shit people. Do you know who's world. like popular right now? Um, So I am on the Monday Night Raw team. That's, and, that's the big one, right? I think. Uh, So there's Monday Night Raw and Friday Night Smackdown. Okay. And the people I know that are on it are Bobby I mean, his name is either Bobby Ashley or Bobby Lashley, and I really should know that. <laughs> he's like this giant oh. black guy. and he He's a giant he's black guy? Like, did you have to call him a black guy being a black person? Like, that would be like if I went to go visit Destin. I was like, I was going to visit my friend Destin. I was like, oh, who is he? Well, he's a fellow human. Like, that would probably be the least thing I'd say, since that's like obviously the one thing we'd have in common. It's just weird to hear a black person call somebody a black guy that's a black person. We're part of his crew. I know that they called, or at least as of last year, they called themselves the Hurt Business. Hurt Business? The Hurt Business. (laughs) Right? And then she laughs at this. Look at this. Look at this cunt. That's what I'm calling her cunt. Somebody tag her and send her this episode. Look at this fucking cunt. I can't believe this. I can't fucking believe these cunts. There is a level of common sense to have respect for somebody's craft, the things they have been sometimes working and suffering their whole lives to get to. And this fucking greater value Whoopi Goldberg looking motherfucker (laughs) called him Bobby Ashley and described him as a giant black guy. She should write herself as a better human being. Or just write yourself off write yourself off the show. I don't give a shit which one. Write yourself oh, wait, off. Yeah, write yourself off. Write it down. Holy You're a better writer shit. than she is. Literally, write write yourself off. This is probably it right here. This is probably you I probably need to look no further for the screenshot. Circle on a big ass forehead so everybody knows we're talking about fucking her. Write yourself out. Write yourself off. You literally just did. That was the bad she is a good writer. She wrote herself right off of the thing. The best thing she's done. Fucking that, look what she did. She wrote herself out of the storyline before she could even get in. That's how good of a fucking George, writer she is. N- neither had anybody else before this. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Who 
That's how good a writer. She is a really good writer. That's because she's laughing because she already ended the storyline. The end. Doesn't Finn. matter. She was working for a place where whether she liked it or looked down upon it or not, it would have been more money than she would have ever made. And Laugh all she want. That would have been more recognition than she would have ever had. And like Renee and like many other people who have gotten more clout for it and gotten more of a following, she would have gotten the benefits of when wrestling from your overworld wrestling fans. If she would have been as good of a writer, we would have never known. But now look at this. Instead, now people hate her and she doesn't even know. She, she hasn't even got to reap the benefits. She has pissed off the wrestling world. She doesn't even get to reap the benefits of this. Like it's something that makes money. You know what I mean? Like what a poor business person on top of like a like who would you want to do business with someone who's not even smart enough to be able to identify something that makes money and being able to take that shit seriously. What a joke. Absolute joke. Like, I'm laughing at her more than she's laughing at the business. Ha 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 ha! Stupid! It's so funny. You got five spoiler guys. They fired the stupid bitch. It's so funny because at least Vince Russo got to enjoy the times when people liked his shit. This bitch went straight past that and said, "No, I'm going straight to fucking Billy Graham levels." of fuck you. <laughs> I've never seen somebody piss off the entire wrestling world. Look at them. So They're just so adorable. They're getting her fired so that she could go on a fucking podcast at Chinatown. Oh, my God. Nice. It's funny because we talk about how some wrestling fans are. Some like AEW hate WWE. Some hate WWE. Some like WWE hate AEW. There are too many things that will unify the wrestling world, but this dumb bitch is one of them. <laughs> because no matter what federation you like, we like, congratulations, bitch, you have all of our attentions. And with my new setup, I already have the screenshot, and I don't mean by have it like I know what it is. I mean like I took it. The system's already loaded you in as the next episode <laughs> screenshot. I'm not even joking about that. I hit one button and you the system has already has you. You're the screenshot. It's already loaded for the episode. We don't even we don't even, you know what fuck it. We don't, at this point it's just gonna be it's just gonna see what what title is funniest for you. Congratulations, you accomplished something else besides the job you were going to make millions for. <laughs> That's like uh what so they talk to, what's his They wear angle? suits. And oh, they're like, okay, okay, okay. cool. Okay. Like we're So he like, fights with a suit. Sometimes but is it? They wear suits and when they're like, and they're like, we're like cool, like a suit, but it's ripped off. Good writing. No, it's not. Because <laughs> they haven't rednecked up the suit. I don't know. I mean, that, that's you know, don't act like that's not no, WWE. That's, I mean, that's, that, okay, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, they yeah. would. But sometimes it's he's fighting in just like skivvies or whatever. But sometimes he's like, there's been like, oh, we're gonna break out into a fight during this conversation. But like, yeah, he's wearing a full on suit and like they're like throwing each other around. And I really want to oh. know their tailor if they're able to do all that movement and their suits still look like very yeah. um, tight. Well, that's you like that's that got, that's got to be so uncomfortable. That, that sucks for yeah. the, the hurt business. The hurt <laughs> business, yeah. I love it. Um, let me ask you something. Are you, you you obviously told your parents about this? I told my mom. Yeah. Um, this is the general discussion I want to have. Are your parents proud now? Have they always been proud? Are they excited about this news? My about mom the writing thing has been proud of everything I've done comedically. Really? Even when I make jokes about her, she's like, "Oh, I I support." She's a comedian. They wait a minute. They had a, a comedy writer. Is that what this was? This was a comedy writer. I am insulted that anybody would classify this big forehead having ass bitch as a comedian. She's only comedy now because she's here being reviewed by us, and this is pretty damn funny. But how was she comedy before this? <sighs> Who the fuck is she write comedy for? Oz? Like what? <laughs> what a, what a nightmare! Writers like what the fuck? 
don't anybody mess with this person. We're talking about her on our platform. That's something that I'm, let me get back to the story. It's almost like I made this shit more about my opinion than about the story just because it's so offensive. All right. But they released her. Sean Ross Sapp basically said that she was let go because of this podcast appearance. After this podcast appearance. We don't know if this is the reason she was let go. I'm just reporting it professionally. Off the record, we fucking know this is the reason why she was let go. We don't know on the on the record. But I mean, she was hired and then fired after her own shitty writing. That guy should hire her. Mr. Canal Street over here should give her some sort of compensation for coming on here and and basically helping bury her because you would think that that would be a friend that would have been able to know the ramifications and it almost sounds like she did too which just kind of to me makes her a bit of an idiot like you even implied that you hope that they don't can you for this and then they did (laughs) basically it's being reported that wwe officials are embarrassed they're embarrassed and believe the that that uh they make it makes them look stupid and that this turned into a, a big thing and that it was talked about on social media and about those on the inside. And then uh, they also didn't like the fact that she spoke publicly about things that WWE doesn't like talked about. And they said that a person very close to the situation said that the negative reaction to this um, and said that she's not the only one in that situation. And that actually that, that's typical of a lot of the writers, but that they were embarrassed that this went public and it made them look blindingly stupid which they are blindingly stupid they don't think that this they think that this makes them look blindingly stupid without realizing that they've always looked blindingly stupid and that this just makes them realize that they're blindingly stupid i hope yeah the rest of us they think that the secret is out right (laughs) you just confirmed every suspicion we've had you guys are pretty fucking stupid this isn't even superman Clark Kent levels of secret identity if you think that you just now expose that you guys are blindly stupid. This is like Drake Mallard Darkwing Duck levels of secret identity fucking stupid (laughs) if you think we don't notice you. We see you. Before this, we thought that you were. We we thought like, now we know they're stupid. We got exposed. This woman is horrible. Anyway, I got to keep going. I didn't even have to expect to have this as long, but let's keep going. I love you so much. So do you think that, so this writing thing, of course she's excited. She's already but, told my neighbors about it, but it like did, my did it, childhood neighbors. Did it, do you think it, she's more proud of you? Is or she going to tell your childhood neighbors that you got fired? fired? It's a constant. Wow. I like, I mean, she was that. happy that she could tell people when I did the Tonight Show. She was like, oh, this is a thing that I can tell our family to watch because most of your comedy and getting fired and i can't tell my (laughs) conservative christian family to watch that but i can point them to this and they'll be like oh we know what she does we've heard of this thing that she's done yay and this similarly they've heard of it so they're like that's got to be good right 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 yeah um i was really hoping you had all right rarely ever in my and christian family rarely ever in my life do i take back something or justify a person. I, you have to be open-minded and you have to understand people's dispositions in life as they say things because not everybody had the same upbringing and she talked about having a conservative religious family. And um, I have nothing against conservatives or religion and I think that sometimes you are an influence of her environment. Um, and the, the bigger underlying issue here is that her whole family is ignorant. It's not just her. It's just that she inherited the ignorance of her whole family. And she's just the offspring of an ignorant tree. 
Why do I say this? Aren't you being a bit harsh, Rick? Harsher than usual? No. She just admitted it. She just said that her family, all they have to do is hear, well, I worked here. Well, we don't know what that is and we don't know, but we've heard of it. So it got to be good. That's what they do, right? That's what the fucking family of this great, brilliant writer does. They, My family is so basic. You have a basic family. You have a family so basic. They don't really have to know about the shit or really know what it is, but they just know that it's something. And in their eyes, anything that's not nothing is good because that's their standard. So they're always proud of me because their standards are that fucking low. My mom, is she just happy because of WWE? No, she's happy if it was scrambling eggs. She flipped the pancakes in the pan and didn't drop a single She's happy when I successfully signed for my Amazon packages. They don't care what it is. They've heard of Amazon. They know it's good. You see what I mean? Do you see her problem with logic? That's why we're roasting her. You see my problem with her logic? That's why we're roasting I didn't prepare for this. I didn't even know that this happened. I told you guys, I got married. I just got back on here. That's why we're roasting this monster. My family doesn't have to know shit about anything. All they have to do is know the names of stuff, and that'll be okay. I could tell them that I write for Fruit of the Loom, and they'll say, well, it fits. <laughs> that's comedy and i'm not here to write comedy but i'm a better writer than she is came on here and basically roasted the business dude like even if she didn't mean to do it ignorant like whether she did it intentionally or not like i got offended and i don't really care but it's like just because she's looking down i hate when people it's not because it's wrestling and i'm a fan it's because she the way she fucking looked down at things to me just sort of says what a person is Oh, my God. How fucking dare she? You know, oh, my family, my family will just, it could have been anything. It could have been that I wrote on Dexter. They're not allowed to watch Dexter, but they know it's important. They thought that it was the grown-up version of Dexter from fucking Adult Swim, right? They thought it was the Cartoon Network professor kid grown up. <laughs> he wears white a lot, like, you know what I mean? This is the kind of family. So it's kind of like she came from an ignorant breed where they don't know about things and they take pride in not knowing about shit, apparently. Oh, they don't know about stuff, so they celebrate it. I don't know about WWE, so here I'm talking shit about it and laughing and smiling and celebrating my hiring of it. It's like, to me, that's hypocrisy. That's a contradiction of terms. Oxymorons. They're a box of morons. Boxymorons. <laughs> that's great. Somebody tag her in this. If you know her, tag her, please. I'm 45 minutes from Canal Street. And tell her family so they'll be proud. You know? And bring that other guy, because if it's just you, I'm going to break change and I'm going to play Street Fighter, because this won't take long. <laughs> Not going to waste a fucking trip. Kid, <laughs> fucking pretentious, <laughs> laughing and shit like that. First of all, sir, why does your laugh sound like a soundbite? <laughs> it doesn't sound like a laugh an actual person actually makes. Like I said, I don't. I've always known that the writers don't know about the product. That's not offensive to me. This I've told but you guys that. But just the way them. she looks and sounds about it, like. We're lesser people or something because we're fucking wrestling. Fuck you. Oh, my God. Like, hopefully this is a hard dose of reality that she needed to understand. Don't come in here talking like you're better than us because you'll never be. So apparently Ringside had an exclusive here where they said that fans started attacking her on social media. And she said every morning for the last five days, I've been waking up to messages like this from people I've never met. And then somebody put, how ignorant can you be? You get hired to work for one of the most respectable companies and you admit to know nothing, uh, to admit to knowing shit about the product. Dumb bitch in caps. <laughs> Welcome to the wrestling world. Kid. You know what, though? They're right. They're not shitting on her for not knowing about the product, just like we aren't. It's OK not to know about the product. We're shitting on her for the way she went about admitting it. 
instead of educating herself, I would have faked it till I made it. If I didn't know, if I wasn't like lucky or blessed enough to have discovered wrestling, I would have faked it till I made it. When like the money is what? That's how I went. They want me to do what? Oh boy, I better. I wouldn't have had time to go on podcasts all lackadaisical like that with my arms. I guess her family's. She must have that security blanket that people have. You know, everybody has their family. She must just really be able to just wrap herself in that shit to not really be thinking about the things she could have done with WWE money. In an age when they're firing people too, and she she shrugged that off a job like that, and then she has the nerve to to tweet out that shit too. That uh, I've been waking up to messages like this from people that I've never met for the last five days. Aww, I wish I would have known that before I came on here so that I could have read all of them. I would have read all of them on the air. It would have been like a lonely Virgil, but for her, this my I would done lonely Virgil. Instead of Lonely Virgil, we'll have Crappy Kenneth. That's your name, right? Kenneth? You're the third dewdrop of the day. Dewdrop the third. Kenneth the Menace. You fucking stupid. Smug ass over there. Had like a sad answer. No, I I feel very bad for people whose families don't support them, but yeah, my family just loves me. Here's where I'm at with this. My family just loves no matter what I do. There was no standards to anything. (laughs) That's how come I didn't have the fucking common sense to keep this job because my family never said, hey, stop being so fucking stupid. They just support me. I feel bad for people whose families don't tell them to stop being assholes. I think, well, you know, it's it's half on me because I don't tell them that much about it, but Mm. um, my parents are proud. but I feel like they're never proud. Okay, guys, what is this? A therapy session? Let's get out of this. I'm now closing this off. <laughs> what are they, what are these guys considered? Oh, those, those weren't hipsters, right? What would they be considered? What is the what is the slang for those fucking hamburgers? I don't know. Fucking tart burgers? I don't fucking know. What were those? I want to stay away from those. I, I know they made anything for them. He's probably not as bad. He's just being a typical host, even though, yeah, he did kind of annoy me. But her, man. Holy shit! How's she gonna go on there and act like that? Well, hey, now the entire wrestling world is giving her one big receipt. And I don't know if she goes crying to Twitter like there's not more of us out there. Absolutely deplorable. Moral of the story, people: if you get into a certain thing and you don't know anything about it, two things: one, don't just blatantly admit you don't know anything about it. Two, if you are going to, don't be an asshole about it. And maybe. Just maybe some of us might want to educate you about it. Yeah, like I had no idea she acted like this. Here I am just reading the general headline thinking I'm going to come on here and tell people not to uh, not to mess with this. You know what I mean? Like not to like, you know, let her. She didn't know she's a writer and they hired her. But it's not about that, man. Like that was that's fucking I haven't seen somebody act like that about wrestling in years. You know what I mean? Yeah, like she has the old school. Oh, it's just a bunch of guys in tights mentality. That's awful, man. And then to think that somebody like that, and then this does boomerang back. Listen, I think we're going to take WWE off of, off of the spotlight here. We're oh, not going to no. let them get away just because she's an asshole. That does say something about their screening process. Somebody sat down and talked to this person and couldn't see how toxic she is, how she was sneering at your shit. Like, how did you not be able to read people well enough to see the way she was looking at you and your product? How come you didn't show her the door? She made it far enough to be able to get information. If I really want to get old school about this, which is really my core, you let her get far enough into the business to get information about the way the fucking booking and angles work and what you're going to be doing before you were even able to clear that she's not shitty. So, yeah, that company really needs to get their act together. You let this dumb bitch into that thing. She is a dumb bitch. 
They're the only ones who let stupid shit like this happen. You know what I mean? This is like if somebody who's crazy got to work for the Secret Service. It's not her. It's not her fault for being crazy. It's your fault for hiring her to protect the president. This person clearly is not someone who you would hi- would hire because they look at things in in that way. But the fact that they that she made it into that, I, I'm. It's, it, this is all. Everything happened for a reason. She was a blessing in disguise. You know what I mean? Like she was like, she was like COVID, so we could learn to have vaccine. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, I hope that she made all of us sick enough that we now know to protect ourselves in the future. Don't let people like that in. And also, very most importantly, someone clip and send this to her. I mean it. Clip and send this to her. I might not have the time. If I do, I'll do it. And the funny thing is, this is why I love the wrestling. This is why I love wrestling fans. Wrestling fans will let, make sure she feels all the wrath. This ain't going to be just a little brief thing. Motherfucker. You about to hear about this for a hot minute from all of us. Oh yeah, she's never gonna. She'll probably never hear about this part of it. I had, I think I had the best roast of her, and she's probably never gonna freaking hear about it. All right, she'll quit and social media long for that. And it's all because of that. All right, let's stay off of this now. Look at how long we spent on that topic. Right. I don't even know where to go. There's so many weird things here. I don't know if you do, if you want to go to the releases, we can. If not, we can keep doing other stuff. Yeah. Okay. Let's get the releases out of the way. All right. Let's do the releases then. WWE had a release wave. Do you happen to have that list? Yeah, I have, uh, I have the most. I have the most recent ones right in front of me. All right, so just run down everyone who has been released since the last time that we have been here, and then I'm going to go through these headlines, and uh, I guess just. So yeah, uh, the releases were not that one. good. What do you mean by not? It's funny. <laughs> he he rated them like if it was like a like a movie. The releases were not that good, you know. Like I think part one was right. the, what he, he he rated like it's one of the weekly shows. Like you know, usually he'll say it's funny because he'll be like Impact was pretty good or AEW wasn't that good. There's like the releases weren't that good. Do you mean like not that good that they didn't release? I don't know how to take it that they release people you think they should have or shouldn't have. I guess the, the names weren't big enough. <laughs> I'd give it a two. <laughs> You didn't even hear who it was. You know what? I heard some of them. I had to, I was busy. I didn't even get to hear all of them. I had Destin pull the list because I was like, I scrolled through and I'm yeah, sure. I, I got the most, which is, I believe it's, uh, see this exact number. I believe it is 11 superstars right now. Yeah. We'll see because I have all the articles. I just didn't get to count and make a list and I couldn't tell. There's so many times that they update the list at this point that I couldn't tell which list would be the list. So I have no list. I just have all of the articles, you know, oh but, uh, my God. so anyway, what do we got? Oh, wait, now, actually, no, there was a 12 on this one. That's funny. Well, uh, one right out of the gate, uh, probably, I guess, George would write this one the least important. Tino Sabatelli was released. Tino Sabatelli? Yeah, that was uh, Riddick Moss's tagging partner. Riddick Moss, that guy I, who hurt... Uh, no, I know, I know Tino Sabatelli. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, he wasn't that much in the, in the dark. Yeah, yeah, true. So, yeah, he wanted to get released. No tweet or anything about him, but I guess uh, Sean Ross Sapp just wanted to report it, I believe, on the 25th. But now, to the people we actually know, no. Aria Davari of 205 Live, which is interesting because they just brought his brother, Sean, back. Like, I've noticed, have you noticed they've been doing that lately with, with some of these releases? They're, they're, it's like they're almost swapping people. Well, hold on. Let's stay with Tino Sabatelli for a minute. Because the rumors with Tino Sabatelli have it that he was the AEW spy. Remember we heard some AEW spy story? I remember that now. I didn't know I didn't know the rumor was that it was him. The rumors are he is the AEW spy. Wow. 
I don't remember what the guy spied on. Do you? Right. Like, <laughs> but he, he, I guess he was spying on what was happening there or whatever. Could be. Crazy. God, I almost forgot about the AEW spy. Holy shit. Fucking Tino. Okay, who are we going to next on this list? Um, Up next, we have from 205 Live. A lot of these are actually from 205 Live. Uh, Aria Davari. Right. You mentioned Aria, who they just brought back the other Davari, right? Yeah, they just brought back, they just recently brought back uh, Sean Davari. So it's like it's weird because like this is like the second or third time I've seen of like, like two people are connected. They bring one back and then release the other. Yeah, that is really crazy. Um, it seems like they're cleaning out that division, right? Yeah, which for me doesn't make sense because I mean their title is on NXT, so why not just port the whole division over to NXT and just kill the show off? Because those guys on Two Hundred Five Live, we don't see them anywhere near NXT. And all the while, the championship is never on that show anymore. Yeah. No, I it's weird. Jordan Devlin might have been the last 205 Live, uh, the last Cruiserweight champion to actually compete on that show. Yeah, but they're getting rid of him. I mean, he was good, too, you know? Yeah, that dude, that dude was incredible. He was one of the mainstays of, uh, of 205 Live. He'd been, in, we'd been with that division since they brought it back. In fact, he was in the Cruiserweight Classic. Mm-hmm. And they released Tony Nese with him, right? The two of them were sort of grouped as a release. They're doing what dual releases here, like when they yeah, were they, announced. Um, they 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 were a tag team recently, um, in Two Hundred Five Live. And when they were announced, they were announced together. Yeah, they literally got announced on the same day. Yeah, that is crazy. It's crazy because then with Tony Nese too, that's a former that's a former cruiserweight champion. Yeah, and the the Davari released a statement. I believe he did. Yeah, he did. I actually, have it sitting right in front of me. Oh, you want to read it to me? Uh, yeah, I can do it this time. Um, so basically, yeah, the statement from Davari on his Twitter said, um, I was really enjoying what Tony Nese and I were doing as a tag team on 205 Live. Every single time, we work as hard as possible, despite the show not being highly positioned. That's what professionals do, and that's what we'll continue to do. Mm-hmm. And I also have one from here where he says, I was a professional wrestler for 10 years before WWE. In 90 days, we get to go back to work. There is so much new talent I've seen unfold over the last five years. I cannot wait to wrestle. I never once took my eyes off the wrestling scene. I always try to watch as much as I can and keep tabs on different companies. All these girls and guys are doing innovative things. It's amazing to see, and I'm ready to share everything I've learned to the in WWE to help better this industry. I love you so much. The talent that has become so good. The wrestling promotions are thriving everywhere. It's an exciting time for fans and wrestlers. WWE gave me the wealth of knowledge for some of the best minds in the business let's keep moving in the industry forward for future seminar signings and bookings please contact me at davari bookings at gmail.com davari booking yeah, get back out there mm-hmm. that's unfortunate because he was one of my favorites down there yeah no that does really suck uh so yeah i guess moving along tony niece yeah that one i mean another guy uh, basically one of the day ones he's been with that show since the beginning i mean he won the cruiserweight title on their pre-show at wrestlemania had a pretty decent run with the title and was just an overall entertaining athlete on that show mm-hmm. yeah definitely and uh he basically said that at wrestlemania he had him and uh who was it it was him and uh buddy murphy was it yeah they had their match at mania they had a match at wrestlemania and he said that even though there was a lot of support for the match that the two of them had at WrestleMania, that that's not the match that they wanted to have at all. And that they instead wound up having the match that they wanted to have at WrestleMania um, on the following 205 Live. And he went on to tell everybody 
that that's the match that he really would like them to all watch, like to see the match that they had, like, I guess, intended to put together. Yeah, it makes sense because that two. I did find that kind of weird that their that their rematch on two hundred five live was better than their than their mania match. Yeah, but that explains it now because I mean we talked before about how there's basically nobody in go position during two hundred five live. Yeah, so this has to be the match that he That's was why talking the about. Came out the quality that they did, man. Yeah, so at some point I'll link you guys in the chat. I'm told this later on when I have everything in more order. Um, but this is the match that they're talking about. I guess this is the match where they were allowed to do all of the spots that they wanted to do. So, uh, yeah, I'll just click a little bit into this. Yeah, I remember how wild this match was. And stylistically, they meshed really well together. Like, there were a lot, there were a few different combinations on 205 Live that went really good, and this was one of them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they looked like they had, like, a lot of good chemistry with one another. Oh, yeah, those two, they, they didn't have a bad match ever. But it's just... It's interesting to see that the 205 one wound up being better than the Mania one, which realistically I suppose to go in reverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's interesting. It definitely is, and it's unfortunate that, uh, I mean, these guys are going to get to face each other now in the Indies, most likely. Yeah, I mean, they'll definitely, it, it wouldn't be surprised to see them meet back up again. No, definitely not at all. Okay, well, where are we going next? Okay, let's see. Next up on the list... Because guys, we got three down. Ooh, this one, a two for one because NXT Tag Team Ever Rise has been released. Didn't they just get there? They hadn't. They just really started like regularly appearing on NXT the form. They were starting to. It almost started to look like they were possibly going to start building something up for them. But like they, they was- made little appearances here and there. But then they just recently started like really getting into a groove. Yeah, and they had a storyline going on, you know. Yeah, they they were they were um feuding. They started. They were actually this was actually going to be their first thing. They were going to start feuding with Hit Row, and no, they just jobbed them out to Hit Row and then out the door. And honestly, to me, that that uh, we'll talk more about it at the end because we're going to talk about why these guys are getting released uh, in regards to uh just storylines and things happening, you know. But yeah, I, I do see that this the, the corporate part of wwe is moving independently from the creative it's two separate offices i'll go more into that later on but that's clearly where stuff like this is happening i mean whatever ever rise no one gives a fuck to be honest it's not that serious they got rid of some tag it's team like called ever rise like you know what i mean um tony nice and devar i believe were the first releases that were happening i'm not even sure yeah, but i know the first two yeah, whatever, Rise, whatever. So what? It's not like we were attached to these guys. They were just got there. They tried them and it didn't work. You know what I mean? Most places you work give you like a few months trial before they hire you for good. They didn't like them. I'm not gonna, every time they fire someone, I'm not going to be like, oh, you fired him too? No, who the fuck were they? Wherever Rise. I never heard of them they, before. They, they never really did anything with them. Too. It was just kind of like, all right, well, we got to get rid of people out the door. They look like two people who would run a fucking rental shop. There's nothing <laughs> special about either one of these guys. They literally look like they're the next fucking Dante. Who was it? Dante and Randall from 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 Clerks. <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah. I'm looking at it now. They signed in uh, 2019. They've only been here two years. I'm not even supposed to be here today. It's Dante and Randall from Clerks. I'm expecting Jay and Silent yeah. Bob to fucking show up in the background and all from a joint. <laughs> look, the whole gang's here. Jay, Silent Bob, Dante, Randall. <laughs> Ever rise. Garbage. Terrible. I'm not going to say the garbage. I'm just going to say, like, the fact that people are uh, crying like, over these dudes. Yeah, like I said, it's not like it was 
an MSK or a Grizzle Young Veterans, like a team that had really made some ground. They just started with this whole feud with um because they've only been there two years. This thing with Hit Row was the first thing they've actually like done done since they've been here. Yeah. So it's kind of like too little, too late. There's not enough headroom to really be going anywhere. No, no, that there really isn't. So yeah, bye. A lot of other more important people got released. That's what he means by they weren't that good. This is he means they weren't that dramatic. The releases. That's what George means. But that's about to change real quick because we go on the opposite end of the tag team spectrum. Brie fucking Zongo. Wow. Yeah, that one's a bit this of a shock. One shocked me, but because yeah, not only is it former NXT tag team champions, it's Fandango and then Tyler Breeze, who is literally one of the NXT OGs. Yeah. Like, this was the guy who was there feuding with the Hideo Atomis. He was there when guys like Sammy Callahan and Bull Dempsey were all there. So it was like, holy crap, was he there a long time. I remember, like, Fandango, formerly known as Johnny Curtis, won the last Tough Enough. So it's like... It's, wow, you remember Johnny Curtis. Yeah, we talk yes. about that on here sometimes. I remember because I forgot he was Johnny Curtis until like a month after he was here. And I was like, wait a fucking minute. You're like, is that Johnny Curtis? Fucking Johnny Curtis. <laughs> That's a long <laughs> time to be here. Cool. That's a long time to be here for to, for them to just suddenly de- to decide that they, that they hate you, right? Right. Like, damn. Right. Damn, man. Like... Like some yeah, of these so, so what happened to Olive Garden and family? <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> yeah, that is really nuts. Um, yeah, this one I guess we're going to spend a little bit more time with because, number one, Tyler Breeze was a really solid champion. You know yeah. what I mean? He, the fact that he wasn't, he was never NXT champion was always unfortunate because he put enough time in down there and he'd done enough to where I feel like he definitely deserved it. I mean, when he went up to the main roster until Brizongo actually started, actually became a thing, besides a few with Dolph Ziggler, they hadn't done too much with him. But then once they came back down to NXT, it was like everything picked back up. Yeah, that's I think crazy. he was one of the first, I think he was actually one of the first guys to start that trend of like old NXT alum going back home. Unbelievable. But that, that to me, like, it shows me, and I'm going to keep emphasizing because later on we're going to talk about it. It just shows me that they don't, they are not really merging creative with the uh, corporate anymore. They're looking at numbers and they're crunching numbers, and that is how these guys are getting tossed, you know? And Fandango, it's always, you know, I mean, and it's a shame because the they were both really good, you know? They were both really, really good. Oh, they were fantastic. Their interests used to be sometimes the best part of NXT. Just because you didn't know what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. But there is something interesting that is going on here. And that something is the fact that it seems like there's a loophole that WWE didn't look into in regards to letting people go. And I'm starting to see it take effect. I believe it was Willie who was on call with me after we did a stream. Because we did streams, like, I think every day, practically. And we, we noticed uh, that, what was it? It was It was, I believe... Tyler Breeze, Austin Creed, and Baron Corbin, along with Sean Spears, formerly Ty Dillinger, they all seem to have a Twitch channel that they stream from and hang out in regularly. And we were like, wait a minute, what the hell is this channel doing here? It it turns out that I believe this channel does belong to Tyler Breeze. 
the loophole is that there's nothing in your contract that says you can't be on somebody else's stream. You're not streaming technically. And if he doesn't work for you anymore, Austin Creek could still be on his stream. He doesn't have his own stream. That's interesting. So they're all on there in a way. When you really look at it, you could be on there. But anyway, um, I'm going to he went on there and he talked a little bit about what happened. So I'm going to bring that up. Just bear with me. guys. Hello. Hi there. Let me get to the part on here that's actually about him streaming or about him getting released. Never saw Creed. He was never here. <laughs> sure. Let's see. Because this is long. He was on here for a while. Okay. Right around here. What? That I was getting released? Man, this is the thing. So, <laughs> I don't want to get too deep into it. I was with the company for 14 years. No, 11 years. I was with the company for 11 years. I've uh, been wrestling for like 14. So, an 11-year run in the biggest wrestling company in the world is like unheard of. You know what I mean? It's, it's a huge thing. Um, most people are only you know in WWE for like three to five years. So, the fact that I was there for 11, uh, fantastic. More than I could ever ask for. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if you're ever like expecting, but I mean, from definitely like the rumblings and stuff that had been happening, I was like, yeah, I mean, it could happen. You know what I mean? Um, could very, very much happen. But at the same time, like if it happened, sure. Um, but if it didn't happen, then cool. You know what I mean? Like it's just kind of how it goes. So yeah, it's the thing too, uh, especially for me is like, I've been preparing to get fired. Uh, since the day I got hired. Um, that's just how you have to think about it when you're getting into wrestling because, like I said, careers can be three or five years. You know what I mean? And even that is like a long time. So um, you have to set yourself up and prepare yourself in life um, for essentially the worst case scenario. If they fire you, are you going to be, you know, sitting here going, oh no, I spent all my money and I have nothing to show from it and I don't know what to do now? Or are you going to go, okay, cool. Like, I need to figure out what I can do from here. Um, but in the meantime, you know, there's options and there's a ton of stuff. So, um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, watched me live in Portugal one time. Me and Brody. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I liked Portugal a lot. Have I had any major injuries from wrestling? So there you have it. Yeah, that's an interesting way to go about it. Be ready to get fired the second you get hired. That's why I wrote it down. I think the picture of her. And the title being prepared to get hired since the day you get to prepare to get fired yes. since the day you get hired is the name of the episode. It'll be a longer one than usual, but fuck it. <laughs> For her dumb ass, it's worth it. Prepare to get fired since the day you get hired. And then it's a picture of her laughing like, hey. That's the actual sound she makes when she laughs, too. <laughs> Austin Creed obviously is disaffected greatly. And like I told you, he, he seems to be hanging out on the channel together. He put up an Instagram video of the two of them. Let's see what this is. Whoa. What? happened i don't know oh my god i'm the wrong person asking this case but it did come with a, a post oh. 
He said, we fit together like puzzle pieces and began learning from each other. Some coaches told me quite a few times, watch who I hang out with. Distance yourself from that guy. Why would you want to tag with him? He's not going to help your career. Some even tried lying in an attempt to put us against each other. We never understood it, but by by never letting anyone ever get to us, taught me how to be better in the ring, and I helped him bring out his natural charisma. Since then, every step my WWE career, Matt has literally always been there right with me no matter what he pushes me to get better and to believe in myself when i don't yeah because i mean i've seen a bunch of their uh stuff on youtube and twitch pretty often so definitely no shock those two are very close i know they were um it's kind of funny they had a thing on youtube i can't remember which smackdown versus where i was but it was ever which one that had gm mode and they would do this thing where they would book either raw and smackdown week to week and it was just so funny seeing the type of ideas and shit they would come up with yeah, that is that is something else, man. I can't believe that one, you know. And I always worry too when the releases started happening. It's funny that that's the guy that they released because I kept thinking, man, dodge that bullet, because I know how much they got upset when they were removed from the in the draft. Right, I remember that. What do you mean? Be careful, Fandango's next. They got rid of both of them. Right, Fandango's. She said, she's, yeah. Now she said Fandango's next. I didn't think she knew. Yeah, now they're gone. That is the team. Yeah, done. They have burned some bridges Bad there. Face. All right, where are we going next with the releases? All right, next the fee break for the releases. Uh, August Gray. He was good, good, man. August Gray was good. Yeah, he was great. He he'd been rolling pretty strong on uh, two hundred five live. Which did you hear what they did? Because two hundred five live is taped. What's that? He had a match on two hundred five. I can't remember what the guy's name is that he wrestled, but they're even feuding. And uh, he got released before this match aired. And apparently, they decided on, to advertise the match before it aired as a loser leaves town match. Ironically, he lost this match. They meant to do that, though, right? Yeah. They, this, this happened after the news broke that he was released. Though. Was it actually called a loser leaves town match, or is that what you're calling it by tradition? No, that, no, that that's what they called it. Oh, that is so brilliant. Yeah, so, they literally released him, and then before the episode aired, hey, this match is going to be loser leaves town. Let me, let me just take you back a little bit. So back in the territory days, right, when someone was going to leave a territory to go somewhere else, you would generally do some sort of a loser leaves town match. So either the babyface, most of the time, babyface going over and vanquishing the heel, and then they go and they get their heat somewhere else and shit, right? It makes sense in the territory days. How does a loser leave town in a company that tours? There were territories. That's how they came up with the loser right. leaves town match. Like it literally you know, meant loser leaves town. Like you're loss. you're gonna go from from Eastern Championship Wrestling over to Smoky Rat Championship Wrestling. You know what I mean? That's what that's what loser leaving town means in the loser leaves town match. The reason the reason we don't have those anymore is because the loser can't fucking leave town anymore. He you know, leave town until the touring date hits said town. Isn't that crazy? That's funny. You could just say loser leaves. Just leave it at that because then it just leaves no limits to the imagination. <laughs> oh my God. Ugh. Loser leaves town. I didn't even catch that when they put it like that. I was just like, oh, well, that's how they're doing it. That was crazy. I thought you. I thought that. I thought you were just because of tradition. Like you're used to it. So I'm like, oh, they had a loser leaves town, no. man. But they called it I like a, a career match. Town in years. 
they should have had him show up at the next show and be like, "I'm. What do you do? I left town. <laughs> I'm in the next place. We're touring you know? again. I don't have to be. We're on two hundred five. I left that town. Loser leaves town. Match. He this guy, this guy released something. Let me see what his uh, what do we got from August Ames here or Gray? <laughs> that I wish you could have seen the look of confused. Like I almost didn't want to say anything because I thought I heard something. <laughs> Call him Austin. I did that earlier with a in the chat room. I called Anna J. Sarah J. Oh my god! And I called August Gray, August Ames. How many adult stars can we plug? Fuck it up! <laughs> Fuck it up! Oh man! Anyway, A.K. Anthony Green, August Ames, back to the Indies, and uh. So it seems like, yeah, that 205 Live is going dead. And Triple H apparently had plans for them. All of them. Yeah, I've, been here. I've been here. He had plans for a lot of the releases. He's quoted as saying, uh, thank you. I wanted to let everything sink in before writing this. Yesterday featured a roller coaster of emotions for me. It started with a smile on my face, walking into my dream job and going about my normal training. Then one of the most gutting phone calls. But what I take away from it is the amount of people who have reached out to me and to to have read my posts and messages from my peers the positivity is insane and i can't thank you all enough the truth is i'm living my dream i gotta do what one percent of professional wrestlers get to do and it won't be the last time the memories i have are sacred the friendships i've made are amazing the amount i learned in such a short time at the pc are incomparable little eight ag would be very proud of his future accomplishments. When I got here, I was told to treat every day like day one. That's what I'm going to continue to do. I'm really excited for where the future looks like for me and my career. I'm 27 years old, nearly 10 years of experience, and I have a chip on my shoulder. It's time to show everyone that I am one of the best professional wrestlers in the world, and I can't wait for you all to finally realize it. Reliable to undeniable. Hmm. Well, somebody said in a side tie. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't he... I f- feel like he was in a few other places first he's not that bad yeah guy's yeah. good i remember him being just kind of like one of their job guys in nxt and then they want to move him to 205 live and then he started actually really doing stuff oh you see he was joking that's what i'm hearing here from the dirt sheets he's the one after he got released since that match was taped he tweeted out to be condescending Tonight, 205 Live's main event has just been turned into a Loser Leaves Town match. Don't miss it. Oh. He did that after they released him since he knew the match was taped and he jobbed in it. Oh, you clever bastard. <laughs> oh. He took advantage of the fact that he knows nobody watches 205 Live. Well, see you down the road, buddy. Best of luck to you. Who else is on this list? This is like a long list. I don't know, George. You're not satisfied? What do you want him to do? Fire Man, Bailey? This list is crazy. And uh, good God. This one, this one hurt me just because I like these guys. But uh, up next, the Singh brothers are gone. Really? Yeah, yeah, I remember. They have the, lost the Bollywood boys. Well, Samir once they brought Nielsen. Once they brought Kali out with two much bigger guys, and then didn't use them, I kind of figured the next step was to fire the Singh brothers. You know. So I I would have thought that, but they've been on two hundred five live for the past like year or two. And been consistent, so it's like in fact they've been doing more than gender's been doing. So I don't want to see that in reverse. Yeah, well, they tweeted out 
all the bumps, torn ACLs, dislocated shoulders, it's all been worth it for the last five years. And how ironic, we finished our last match with a shoulder hanging out of socket. It's fitting that we got fired while showing up for wrestling training. We love what we do with a passion. So one of them got fired after after getting injured? Wow. It's crazy. The way those two guys were pretty, took bumps and all that kind of other shit, I'm surprised they didn't get hurt more. And then some person tweeted out from what I saw from the picture, it looked like some white person. I'm just pointing that out just for the context of the story, not because I'm anything like that writer, Kenneth the Menace. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker, you about to hear this shit all episode long. But she tweeted out, thank God they got rid of the Bollywood boys. I think it's a she, I can't tell. Either that or a soft male, not fucking pretty enough to fuck, not handsome enough to fear type deal going on there. Uh. <laughs> that is a middle ground you never want to be in. People. Exactly. Uh, it's a struggle. So she said, or it said, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you wouldn't really get to that. Thank God they got rid of the Bollywood boys. And then Mustafa Ali replied to her and said, One day you will lose something that is very dear to you. Then a total stranger will walk past you, see your pain, and say, Thank God. And that, boys and girls, is how you put somebody to bed with nothing but hogging dogs and tears. Good Lord, he was a cop. You should have retribution shit in the shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that bitch down. Yeah. Well, they were good, and I think that that sucks also. Yeah, those guys were a great tag team. I mean, obviously, we saw the whole time Jinder was champion. Those guys would take damn near anything you did to them. And um, it's funny. You're going to get a cat. You're going to get a kick out of this. Remember Rinka King? I do remember Rinka King. They were their last tag team champions. Look at that. Tunic, 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 Remember that? Tunic, tunic. That was, that was the shit like for you all cultures for a while. Is, They had the most badass music. I wish I could find it. But they like they had probably my favorite music at any place. Yeah. All I'm saying, man, they bring Rinka King back. <laughs> Rinka King. And also for those of you that wanted to see the Tony Nese match that they talked about recommending you see. Here it is. Yeah, I think you know, you, you don't shared that one yet, but yeah. Beautiful stuff. Uh, let's see. Oh, no, you're going to pretty much tell me what we should do next. Who else got fired? I can't believe I have all the articles, but man, the more of these I scratch off, it doesn't feel like the list is getting any smaller. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's fucking big list. So this oh, wait, 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 because we, we overlooked before. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just realized that when one of the ones you threw out there, there was more information. So Everize, guys, um, they actually put out a, what is this? Is this a show that they put on about being fired? Yeah, they put out episode one of a show. Why? Were they, did they do something with TV? <laughs> this was plan B. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, it's Saturday wow. morning. Look who it is. Back we in the time slot. Back in the time slot. Oh, it slot. feels good. It's like, it's like an old slipper. It feels great. Back on the Twitter. Here we Hello, are. Twitter. We Saturday are mornings. We hardly missed ya. Yeah. Thursdays didn't feel right. So uh, here we I are. Know, on uh, I don't know about this set though. Uh, it's a little, little bare. It's bare. A little Some, bare. Something's missing. But Something, here uh, we are. Doesn't feel right. Saturday morning, enjoying a great cup of cafe coffee. Delicious. Delicious cafe coffee. Cafe coffee. <laughs> We're joined here. You know, we got to. What? What's wrong? You want to get into it? What's, oh. who the, who's behind the camera? Who are you? It's my wife. 
the very lovely Stacy. That is your wife. That is my wife. You're pregnant, expecting that, yes, wife. Yes, that is right. Uh, yeah, yeah. She had the camera in front well, of her face. You know, well, hello, Stacy. How are you? Well, uh, you know, it's not Anthony. Let's address it. It's not it's Anthony. It's not Anthony. They have right now. Uh, let's just go Woo! right to it. It is time for, for News of the Week. Wow, you. Dude, you really can. The echo yeah. in here is unbelievable. The cathedral ceiling. So what apparently, fresh hell have you unleashed upon us? Well, they fired. I guess the point of this is they fired his uh, they fired him while his wife was pregnant. Anyway, let's see what else happens. I'm sorry, man. Hey, maybe it could be a single. Uh, no, what do you think? No graphics. Uh, budget's been cut huh. a little bit here. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I don't know if you guys read the news. Read the news. The show canceled. Canceled. What are you gonna do? This Our is what show happens. Has been canceled. This is what happens. You get in bed with the big wigs, mm -hmm. with the fat cats. We want to go to YouTube. Yeah. We took all the money. Yep. And Negotiations. Uh, uh, they went sour. Went real went sour. 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 Real quick. So uh, what are you gonna do? You, you know. Do? You know some of the we best gotta shows. Pivot. Gotta pivot. Gotta pivot. Uh, gotta we, pivot. Unfortunately, the, the the hardest part is that we've we've lost What's producer that? Anthony. Yeah, we, we have to stay do? with the network. You know, Anthony. He's got a family. You know, we're gonna miss you. We love you. We love you, Anthony. But uh. I'll tell you right now, some, yeah. of the, some of the best shows of all time, they got canceled. Absolutely. You know? And then they found new life. <sighs> Did they ever? On a new network. Arrested Development. Arrested Development. My favorite show of all that time. That is your favorite show. Incredible. Me never watched it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Sucks that they fired him while his wife was pregnant, but now you know what they did. They went on to bigger and better things. So that's Matt Martell, whose wife was pregnant, in case anyone was listening on the audio and you wondering which one said that. Jesus Christ. Oh, that's man. Who else do you have to tell us was fired? I, this list is All way right. bigger than I realized because this, is, this yeah. is crazy. Well, even though it was a case of, it was still a kind of a swap out because even though it wasn't a case of somebody getting fired and then brought back, spoiler into NXT, uh, we had the return of Roderick Strong. And also in the same week, we had the firing of his wife, Marina Shafir. You sure did. Yeah, which if anybody remembers um, Shayna Baszler's horsewoman stable in NXT, she was the other one, as long, well, along with um, Jessamyn Duke. So now basically both of Shayna's old teammates are gone. Yeah, they had no love for her. Yeah, Terrible. Was unfortunate. Yeah, that is messed up because uh, we're never going to get the horsewomen that we thought we were going to get. I'm sure yeah, Ronda's going to be anxious to come back now. Right, we can't, we now cannot get that horsewoman versus the horsewoman. Nope. She hasn't been wrestling in a really long time, so that probably factored into it. Yeah, but then again, you know? neither had Jessamyn either. Like, it seemed like once Shayna came up to the main roster, it's just they both just disappeared. I don't know why they couldn't just do something with them. Like, even keep them in NXT rolling. But, in fact, actually, the last time we'd seen them was on Raw Underground. She tweeted out, it's a cold world. Better zip up. No, she didn't. She did tweet <laughs> Man, out, it's a cold world. She tweeted out, it's a cold world. Good thing I was born in Moldova. Thank you to everyone who reached out, and thank you for the opportunity, NXT. I will continue to be the hardest worker in the motherfucking room, but now I need to be keen. I'm not done. Well, good luck to her, because that girl was good. She was very, very entertaining to watch. Yeah, absolutely. So, do you I mean, it's weird, because she was, she, she was a freaking MMA person, and she this Roderick's woman. That means she's super yeah. experienced. She could go somewhere and make it. Like it's possible. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what happens with her. Cause I mean, I know Jessamine's been back to Twitch streaming and everything since she got released. I know she's been mainly on YouTube, but 
it'll be interesting to see what Shafir does next. I watch Shayna Baszler's channel a lot as of lately. And uh, a lot of the time, Jessamine Duke is on there and they go over different things. Like they did a video where they went over the difference between like the yes lock. Um, which was it? There was the yes lock. The uh, yeah, I think it's the cross the face. Yes lock, I want to say the gold gold the, yeah, the cross yeah, face and um and the bank statement. They were going over what the different because some people were confusing the cross face, the the label lock, aka the yes lock, and the bank statement. So she always has her on there, Jessamine Duke on there, so that they could show the difference. Like she poses her with the moves and shows the differences of what the positioning and stuff. It's a good channel. Also, uh, she goes on there with Dakota Kai and they talk video games a lot. Like recently they had for the one year anniversary of the last of us two, they debated a little bit about what happened with Joel and with Ellie and with the new girl and all that other stuff that had an interesting conversation. So yeah, I think, you know, a lot of it's, that's, that's something that's going to be interesting where it's like the loophole that I talked to you about when it comes to uh, the Twitch and the fact that you got husbands and wives, that wind up in different company, fathers and sons in different companies and shit. Like how much power, the, the the longer time goes on and the more these releases and trades and shit happen, the harder it's going to be to really prevent that. Like, it's almost an inevitability of having somebody who lives in the same household of a wrestling family and works for two different companies and they're going to have a Twitch channel together. Like, you can't enforce everybody. You're going to tell people that they can't be on each other's shit all the time? You know what I mean? It will work out. No, I don't think that it is. So, yeah, it's just a really weird situation when it comes to that kind of stuff. Because uh, all of these people, they're they're gonna show up. Like Shayna's gonna be on there, like you know, with with uh, Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir might join her, and they do have Dakota Kai on there, just like we had freaking the channel with with Breeze and with Austin Creed. And he said that they're gonna continue to stay together and play video games and shit. You know, he was like, Creed was very vocal about that. So a lot of these people aren't gonna just be like, I'm not gonna write my fucking friends off. And by the way, he was told to do that. I don't want you to think that it's like yeah. I'm just putting under advisement man they fucking told austin creed to stay away from tyler breeze straight up you know it came out that that's what they did so this isn't just them cutting people and uh always as much as like we can always fall back on saying that there's budget cuts and all oh, we have no choice this is business but what part of your business is it who he hangs out with yeah, see, that's why I feel like the budget. That's that's why it starts to feel sometimes like the budget cuts for me. There's a cover up. Yeah, like oh, because, we're gonna do this. Oh, but we just so happen to need to make budget cut too. So, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what Woods was saying in his post when he was saying that people were trying to turn them against each other and telling him not to be around that guy and shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like you can't do that. You can't do that at all. And it's like that's something that they're trying to do, and they have no right. Exactly. None. So, uh, who else? Uh, let's see. Next up on the list, uh, just like uh, Austin Gray, another recent NXT signing, Kurt Stallion has been released. Kurt Stallion, he was the one. He was like the Matthew McConaughey of NXT, right? Yeah, he was another case of. It's kind of funny. I mentioned that whole thing of how I never bought the shit with Evolve. He's another former Evolve guy. Wasn't he released with with, with Arturo Ruiz? Yeah, they they were both released. I believe about the same day. Yep, that's what I'm seeing here. So a two for one. I never liked Kurt Stallion. I thought the gimmick was awful. Like I said, it reminded me of like a wrestling Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. His promos even reminded me of it. I was like, what is this? I do want this guy to get jumped. 
you know, and it's not that neither one of these are these aren't major losses. There are cuts that are going to be cuts, and these are them. Yeah, there there's some cuts on this list where it's just like you were just taking up space. Like and when you're not on you, nobody's going to remember you. When you're not on the main roster, by the way, in case you guys are wondering, that's the disadvantage of the fact that WWE differentiates their main roster from their non-main roster. You know, if we're going to do their stipulations against them, the main roster has a 90-day non-compete clause. Any other roster has a 30-day non-compete clause. That's way different. Way different. Yeah, they could turn some of these guys loose literally in a month. There's still some that have 90, but there are lots that have 30. So just keep that in mind. It's being more like the big names that have like the 90. Yeah, we're not really sure what the way that they're signing people. But what we did here, we we did here is that uh, Fightful is reporting that at least one superstar uh, has been granted out of that ninety day compete clause, and we're being told that John Laurinaitis is really easy to deal with about that. So I don't know if WWE is appreciative or cares whether or not he is, but apparently they that like if you ask him, from what I'm seeing here, it sounds like they're reasonable since he's in charge of that to get you out of that. So. You know, it's not all bad when it comes to that. You're going to see a lot of these guys start popping up sooner than later. I'm just getting sick of having this many every single week. Right. Like, this is crazy. All right. Well, is that it? Nope. There is more. I believe this is the last of the big ones. But, um, by God, Nikki Cross is the last one left because up next, Killian Dane. Yes, Killian and Dane, the former, the former member of Sanity. Yeah, now we have poor freaking uh, Spud by himself. Yeah, which I mean, damn, how, how why, why split that team up? They like, were fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And he still tweets about her because when she was on Raw and everything, he was tweeting in support. Oh yeah, those two are always extremely supportive of anything the other one's doing. Like they are the definition of ride or die. During Raw, I saw him tweet something like, uh, I f- I'm paraphrasing his tweet, but in support of Nikki Cross, he tweeted something like, oh, a character that she that she came up with on her own and decided on has been brought to life. I'm looking forward to seeing this. So despite everybody's belief, nope, this is 100% her booking. She wanted the superhero thing, and they allowed it. This whole thing is her idea. You're hearing it from the husband. That might be why it seems to be almost out of the matrix of the WWE's booking while happening almost in the same matches, right? I said that the other right. day. I was like, it's almost like she has her own storyline going on that's completely fucking removed from everything else around her, didn't I? I was like, it didn't she seem like she's interested in like the spells story. or the magic or the Alexa Bliss stuff or Asuka. I was like, she seems to have her own storyline. That was my exact words last week. I was like, it's completely removed from this, and that's what it is. Now you hit the nail on the head. But I, I digress. Don't want to make this too much about that. Killian Dane being released is a big fucking deal to me. I thought he was a great asset for them to have. They really fucked up all of the sanity guys. I hope Nikki Cross isn't going in that direction. You know? Right. They seem to be cleaning house. Some people didn't like him. I, for one, I was always entertained by sanity just because I always liked the crazy fashions like that. But yeah, he was, for me, he's always been one of the standout guys. He's one of those guys I've mentioned, one of my, some of my favorite type of big guys, big guys that aren't afraid of their size. Like he yeah, was definitely. one of the six who was in that um, ladder match when the North American title first debuted, and the guy put on an incredible performance. 
Yeah, he uh, he tweeted out, he said, or tweet, post, whatever. He said, I got the phone call today while I was at the WWE Performance Center doing extra ring training. I'm gutted. I'm angry, but I know it's not personal. I believe above all else, you have to be as good a person as you can. Always willing to adapt and learn. Stay open-minded. Be a good employee. Help newer talent at every opportunity and always be professional, even when it's hard to be. I started this journey 17 years ago when I first started it felt like a giant ladder between me and the WWE. As the years went on, I got to make that gap smaller and smaller as I met, trained, and worked with wonderful people who helped me get to each next rung until I lived out my dreams. Fit Finley, who was my first idol in the business, who I lo- who I luckily had the chance to learn from. Johnny Moss, who was the first real wrestler I met, who demanded so much more from me. Shawn Michaels, who was an incredible mentor and coach. Triple H, who gave me the opportunity to live in my dream and trust- trusted me to let-, let me shine in some crazy scenarios. Also, a massive, massive thanks to all the talented guys and girls who lace up their boots to all the coaches at the Performance Center and agents, creative, everyone at TR, the referees who are the most underrated, overworked, and amazing people in the entire company. Also, the incredible production team and all the TV and road crew and finally security who make the circus to life every week. Finally, thanks to my amazing wife for supporting me for the last 13 years through all the highs and lows to many more years and, and many more highs and lows. While I know this wasn't personal, the chip is back on my shoulder, and you will regret letting me back into the world. I'm only 36. I love what I do. I believe I'm entering my prime, and I cannot wait to show you what you missed. See you in 90 days. Only and only the UK always consider like 36, 37, like young and your prime. They look at age differently. Think about Monty Python, the Holy Grail, when, when when King Arthur goes, "Old man," and that guy gets offended. He goes, "I'm not old. I'm 37." <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't mean you're old, man. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, sky, sky's the limit for that dude for sure. Like that guy's gonna be a success no matter where he goes. Yeah, Melsa's saying that's not Vince's type of guy, and he had been through it, and he just thinks that obviously they didn't think that uh they have three hundred pound guys, and they just didn't think that he was the one that was gonna that they were gonna push. That's Melsa for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, making the obvious obvious, right? Right. So uh. Nikki Cross posted in regards to it, and she said, uh, the whole world is waiting for you, my love. I've seen your talent, your experience, your versatility, your work, your passion, your dedication, and your heart firsthand and up close. I have the best seat in the house. I can't wait to watch you unleashed, my man. Back in her man. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's going to go back to, the, to his old indie name, though. What was his old indie name again? Uh, he, he was Big Damo. Oh wow! I remember that. Yeah, Kelly Dane. That's been that big day. I, I remember seeing him in the Indies. How weird! And I just, they just, they see. That's why they do that. That shit works. I completely forgot. Yeah, that is well, nuts. Right now, I mean, I mean, that would be a pop and a half. That you go to like an indie event, indie event, and you hear Big Dave all get announced. Yeah, that is crazy. So, uh, now the reason we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening here. And uh, a lot of it is Nick Khan. Khan! Khan! <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. Fightful is saying that Nick Khan specifically is willing to take the heat and did not seem concerned about prior plans, projects, who the person is married to, how long they've been signed, or what they have going on. Uh, Wrestling Observer Melsa said that... Uh, 
he wants to maximize profits, whether it's to sell the company or make it look good for a sale or make it look good for stock market or whatever it is. This is his job. He's the one engineering, letting go of the stockpiling, which is the company has been doing for so long. But now they're no longer doing it. They're getting rid of people they don't need or they're or they used up. So they aren't necessarily even valuable on the outside. So they're just basically trying to use them up as much as they can before they let them go in a way that devalues them, which that used to be their old methods, actually. If they really want to fuck you up, oh, yeah. they just hold on to you long enough for you to get a significant amount of jobs on your on your card and just keep jobbing you out. And then when you're all fucking deflated, then they cut you loose. That way, you don't have momentum leaving back out into the indies and you're of no threat whatsoever to being a draw somewhere else. That's an old trick. Old school. <laughs> but this time, that's not what's happening here. You know, this is just basically this guy is is taking care of this by himself. This is all him. And I wanted to explain this. We all know that Nick Khan is not a wrestling fan. So at the end of the day, like I wanted to tell you guys before, you have to understand that right now you have two different parts of the company. You got WWE corporate and WWE creative, and they are working separate from one another. That's the reason why you have people that are getting released. And at the same time, you have people that are getting released. Uh it's it's sort of falling apart you know what i mean because they're not really clearing any of these storylines he doesn't care whatsoever about that he's looking at numbers and spreadsheets on of names you know what i mean names and numbers on spreadsheets he's looking at that he's determining who gets paid the most who works the most probably who makes sells the most merchandising when he looks at merchandising even though obviously yeah we could factor not everybody has the same merchandising but he's looking at numbers this person has this much they work this much we pay them this much what's their profit margin you know that these are the things they do so really at the end of the day we can all say well nick khan has gone in there and done the wrong thing but really nick khan went in there and he did his job he went in there and did what's supposed to be done if you're hired it's not his job to know wrestling it's his job to know numbers and business And if he sees that they have a guy under contract that they hardly use for like nine months and they're just paying this guy money, it's not his job to go in there and be like, hey, who is that? Is he good? Is he a good worker? How come you guys didn't use him? They didn't hire him for that. Literally, it's out of his job. It's out of his pay pay grade. He literally is to go and look and say, this person's never here. You guys never use this guy. And look at all that money for no reason. I'm going to cut this so we could get that money back. The point that I'm making is that the way Nick Khan and this whole situation has been done, it's the equivocal to hoarders. If you ever seen an episode of Hoarders, they come in your house and they're like, are you going to use that? And they're like, I don't know, maybe if my, if my grandson comes over, they're like, look, lady, you're not going to use that shit. Your grandson's 19 and it's a fucking crib. You know, like it's one of those things where like people keep things just in case. And then when you start going through their shit and throwing it out, now they want to use the stuff because they're seeing it for a long time, but it's too late because hoarders are here and we're getting rid of your shit. That's Nick Khan right now. Now that being said, the point of me pointing this out is that that means that it's still WWE's fault for having people on the payroll so long that when your corporate aspect of your business looks at the books, they say, We have to fire these people because they're never being used and they're not selling merchandise. That's still your fault, even with Khan here, because Khan is just a functioning part of the system. Khan is doing exactly what that function is there for. If the rest of WWE was working the way the fucking company is supposed to work, then then, then Nick Khan's job would be seamless. We wouldn't notice him. We wouldn't see him. 
because it will be an indication that the system's running properly. The fact that this guy's going through and fucking firing people, he's not the cause. He's the result of things being done wrong before this. So you guys really shouldn't, which I'm seeing a lot of people about Nikon, fuck that. No, that's literally not the way that this works. It can't be. That's not how corporate business works. It can't be that the guy that they brought in is the reason why they're cutting guys out. They're cutting guys out. And this guy that they brought in is, the, is, 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 is fixing it. You know what I mean? These guys were going to be cut regardless. They're finding someone to do proper budget cuts. If they wanted this to not happen, they would use him. So really, he's just a reflection of what's wrong with the company structure right now is what I'm trying to say. If they had August Ames and they pushed August Ames, if they were pushing Brizango and they were giving you a lot of Brizango merchandise and Nick Khan looked at the books and he saw Brizango always being used and always selling merchandise and always on television, then Brizango probably stays. If he looks in the books and he sees Brazango's hardly used, they don't sell any shirts, they don't have any merchandise in the thing, then Brazango probably goes. It's WWE's fucking responsibility to make sure that Brazango has enough merchandise and enough booking and enough toys and enough stuff going on that when the fucking guy who's in charge of the books looks at it, he can justify not firing Brazango. That's how a fucking company works. They're not used to it because they've been running this shit like a family business for so long. You got a guy in Gorilla that's your fucking father practically that decides everything. Then now you don't understand how to make this shit work out properly. And that's the problem that this company is having. Nick Khan has nothing to do with this. If you want them to not fire people, then, then, then make them be part of their worth. You know? So in order for this to be Nick Khan's fault, it would have to not be WWE's fault that the person got fired. So people need to decide. Do, if you think that it's WWE's fault that these, that these guys are not being pushed, then it's not Nick Khan's fault that they're being fired. Can't be both. Because if they were being pushed, they'd be making money and they'd be having merchandise and they wouldn't be being cut. Exactly. He's only there to cut people that aren't successful. They can't be successful if they're not being put on TV. WWE is in charge of putting them on TV. So if he's saying I'm cutting them because they're not on TV, who's in charge of that? So it's still their fault. Sorry. We're not going to divert. I love how everybody's trying to make it seem like this company was fine, but then Nick Khan came in and fucked everything up. <laughs> like, nah, that's not it the way that it works. Or and after Nick Khan. You know, it's kind of like, you know how you, what you guys should do? You should start reading the words of things that appear on the phones that you scroll all day in the order from the top to the bottom of the paragraph and really assess the situation before you say something that's that silly. They make it sound like this guy just went in there and unobjectively just crazy made cuts as opposed to there actually being a thing. I'm pretty sure there's probably an app. If it's anything like you doing your taxes and H&R Block and all that shit, there's probably a literal app where he just enters in the data and there's a meter and then certain names are just read on that meter based on the calculation of the profit margin that they're making. And then he just submits those names. I really don't think that at this point in technology that that guy's sitting there with a memo pad going through and actually even looking at the names. He probably doesn't even know the fucking names. Most of the time when you work in corporate and in business, it's not your job to actually know how to do your function. It's your job nowadays to not to know how to make the machine you're in front of do that function. So a lot of people are oblivious to the process. They just know their process. So there's a very high probability that you're looking at a man who knows how to enter a bunch of numbers into what will be something like a Microsoft Access database which I've done before, along with a bunch of the totals and the numbers and the checks and the taxes and all that other shit, and then the database spits out the answer. The computer tells you. You just fax the shit over or email or whatever. So really, at the end of the day, to fix this, it's still always going to come back to creative making these people make money because the only thing that the access database looks at is who's not making money. So again, 
Just keep that kind of stuff in mind. It's better to have an understanding of how all of this works before you like start pointing fingers frantically and going, well, if this didn't, like, no, it's not, you can't just say, well, if this didn't happen, this wouldn't happen. What's the core? What's the core problem? You know? Exactly. And that's the reason why he's willing to take the heat. People, this is another misconception. This is where the dirt sheets don't understand business and the the business doesn't understand dirt sheets. They're they're saying he's willing to take the heat is because in his eyes, there is no heat. He probably doesn't fucking understand the heat or doesn't care because of the fact that the heat is almost only there if you don't understand things. And that's something that people need to realize. Sometimes hostility and heat and animosity only exist in your own eyes because it's actually ignorance. You're in a veil of ignorance and you're seeing things heated because you don't fucking get it. This guy doesn't know. Think about how many people think that they sit around at a desk and have a list of fucking people that they sit around and think of and talk about and everything. That's not how anything works in life. That's like if you thought that the reason you get your cable bill or your phone bill is because there's literally like some woman with a pen and paper on and thing checking how many phone calls and shit you made on what you use as a service. All this is automated. We just need people to make sure the shit doesn't turn off like I'm doing with the show that we're on. You know? So, no, you can't blame a guy like that because of the fact that, oh, Nick Khan's going crazy. So, anyway. It is. And that's that's the release. That's the release stuff there for you guys. I don't know how we even make it through this on a weekly basis at this point. On a weekly basis at this point. You know? Because somebody has to. Uh-huh. All right. God, this is crazy. I can't believe the time. Yeah, I literally just looked for the first time. I can't even get over. And it's not even the long show. It's just that we started late. You know, we're still, we're still at post-show time. But in other news... Apparently, the Bella Twins now have heat because an old video has emerged of them. I only know that it has to do with China. I'm going to look. Okay. Because we don't know if it's a man or a woman. Exactly. And I totally agree. It's China and China... To say she is butch, I hate to say that, but her vagina has a penis. <laughs> oh, that's not acceptable in today's world. Look at you guys. You see, that's your true colors, though. You know, at the end of the day, I'm not judging you, but I am. You're true because before society had conformed to not being allowed to say shit like that, your natural, your natural disposition was just to fucking call her a man and say she has a pain. You see what I mean? You had to be adjusted. We had to fix you. Society had to come in and tell you, don't do this and do that. You had to be rebooted. That doesn't mean that you're naturally nice people. You just don't want to get heat. China was not the worst looking person. I'm not saying you shouldn't say women look like men. I'm kind of like, I agree. I like back then when we could say that, hey, that dude looked like a lady or vice versa. I think that was fantastic times. I want to go back to it. But... All I'm saying is that that just shows that that's where they are, their age, are from the era that they're from, which is the generation probably from where I'm from, or if not, the one before that. And we don't really, if dude looks like a lady, he does. Right? It is what it is. At the end of the day, that's the, that's the way that it works. So, but yeah. What do you think of the fact that this, that they got the heat for this man shit? Oh. Let's run shit. it one more time. I want to hear the comment one more time, clearly, here. Oh my God! It's it's that yeah that that didn't age well, huh? Okay, because we don't know if it's a man or a woman. So. And I totally agree. It's China and China to say she is butch. I hate to say that, but her. I love how which one of them is the one that said we don't know if it's a man or a woman. That that was Nikki, right? Okay, because we don't know if it's a man or a woman. So. Yeah. I, 
Yeah, because it couldn't have been Brie. Brie was way too flat chested in that era for her to be talking about whether it's a man or a woman. <laughs> right. You know, like talk about the, the pot calling the kettle black over there, surfboard. Oh, that's a pot. <laughs> Damn. I was about to say, that's a pot calling the, the kettle flat, but I mean, the pot yeah. calling the kettle flat. <laughs> God damn. Oh my god. Holy shit. Yeah, that didn't age well, Bellas. No, not at all. All right. Alberto Del Rio talks about some of the stuff that happened to him with uh, that hostage situation, the alleged hostage oh, situation god. when he kidnapped a kid and, you know, he drank a fifth of vodka, Demi to Drive type deal <laughs> that he was in. Anyway. I really had to sit there and think. We could have been. Like, wait, you what? Yeah, you had to think about what I was talking about? Yeah, like, that's the only reason I didn't say anything immediately. I had to, take, I had to let that settle in for a second. Like, wait, he was. Oh. Yeah, I stand him. Damn. You know? I was sitting here looking at the real store. I was like, yeah, this guy's crazy. This is true. Come to think about it, it was you. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, now, now you having the media like giving giving you the benefit of the doubt finally because you know it's like it's so unfair that when this crap happened, everybody talked about it, headlines, uh, front pages. But when my ex fiance withdrew the charges, when she posted a public apology to me and my family, when she talked to the authorities and said. I'm sorry. None of that happened. I asked her, oh, nobody said anyone. Not, nobody said anything. Not sober. Nothing. Not even like, well, some, some put two, three, two, three little lights. Come on, guys. Uh, please. Uh, like, I get it. I get it. And believe me, I do. I come from the pro wrestling world, entertainment business. And I know we're working for money, the likes, the viewers, the followers. But sometimes we also need to be fair. And just as we destroy somebody, in the moment we, we see the, the, the evidence in front of us, hey, we have to make justice to that somebody. So uh, I want to say thank you for, for, for giving me the time, the opportunity to talk to you and to all the fans and to tell them my side of the, my side of the story, the truth, and, and, to, and, and also be patient because I couldn't say more. I, could, I, I wish I could say more, but I can't because I'm in the middle of a legal process. And I don't want to affect my legal process. I don't want the fans affecting my legal process. That's why I I just, you know, my lawyer told me, don't say anything. Just stay quiet. You don't want, you have a big fan base and you don't want them going crazy against the legal system because if they do, maybe it won't work in a good way. In your, It won't work in your favor. So the best thing you can do is, and I was like, yeah, but I, what, I have to withhold the storm. And he's like, it is what it is. There's going to be one day when you're going to be able to talk about everything and put the evidence out there. So thank you, my brother. Thank you to all the professional media and the fans. Thank you, seriously, for all the love and, su- and support. And haters, thank you. Thank you, because you know, seriously, you helped me. You helped me with all your hate to get back on my feet. And and if I can something to, to the haters, uh, just as you read the bad news, also read when when the story changes. And give people the benefit of the doubt instead of just attacking people. Um, so like, you know what? Like, he he has always like he like I've always handled that shit here that way. You know that. 
Like oh, we yeah. have always dealt with news that way here. So we've come back to stories for both sides whenever it's the second time, even if the story sucks. And I'm like, great, now it's back because there's another side. (laughs) If I cover one side, I cover the other. And that's actually how come this got to get played on here. So I like how he talks about that shit. And it's like, we do that. We did it for USA. (laughs) (laughs) We, We did it for USA. We do this shit for you. If it wasn't for the title we already had, we would have named this We Did It For You essay. I was that close to writing it down. Write it down. You never know. Shit might fall apart. You know? We might be on here next next week talking about some wish we do it for you essay. Yeah, you know. Some crazy shit could happen. That girl could go nuts and they put her in a rubber room because all the fans fuck with her and then it would be in poor taste for us to put her face up there. You know? Oh my god. If If it was anybody else, it wouldn't sound real. That kind of sounds real. It's possible. That's why I always have a backup picture. I had a backup picture in case somebody dies of every week. You never know if the person who you are putting on here dies. It's happened before. There's times we've done things and it's been like, oh, wow, that person's dead now. Maybe we won't use that as the graphic and the art. You don't think that having 466 now episodes of this, occasionally someone might die while you're talking about them? Touche. And they were in a lot better mental, physical, mental condition than that girl. And that Kenneth's the menace. <laughs> That's right, motherfucker. Four thirty in the morning, we still ain't forgot about Jack. Yeah, you know. Would it really shock you if you found out that she played Warcraft to death? I don't know. She looks more like a Fallout seventy six type person to me, but that's just me saying. Forgot to eat. Forgot to eat for one raid too many. <laughs> and now <laughs> forgot to eat, and now she's just sitting there, just floating on dewdrop. And then I'd have to be on here, and then I'd have to be on here next week talking about and roasting all of the people, her friends and her supporters, and the fact that none of them are there to support her. And then, of course, they're going to, of course, being the snowflakes that they are, talk about how they've always been there to support her and that they did everything that they could, unlike people like Destin and myself, and that when they realized that something was wrong with her, they all got together and tried to cast Rez, and it didn't bring her back. They tried Cure. They used all their herbs and items. And she was already Everybody gone. Popped one Phoenix down. One Phoenix down is not enough. <laughs> oh That's upsetting. Oh. <laughs> one Phoenix down is not enough. You know how bad it all you got to be in that moment? Write it down. Some of these might just become catchphrases. Right. When one Phoenix down is not enough, write it down. I told you this was crazy in this episode. And uh, you know what? Why did I even take him off the screen, man? Next story is him also because he decided that he was going to start his own wrestling promotion. We make our debut in Mexico as a company because you asked for it. Really? Who? Who's the you? Robles Patron Promotion presents Making Homeland, Planting the Flag on Sunday, August 1st on the show center in Monterey, Nuevo Leon, Mexico. Making his return to Monterey after three years of absence, the four-time WWE World Heavyweight Champion, former TNA, GFW United, Unified Oh, I forgot that was a thing. Former TNA, GFW, Unified World Heavyweight Champion, former AAA, Mega Champion, former CMLL World Heavyweight Champion, and El Orgulo del Mexico, Alberto the Boss. Ticket information is forthcoming. They throw every one of his accomplishments out there. I forgot that the GFW. I forgot that the GFW and TNA titles got merged, and I forgot that there was a GFW that was invented by Jeff Jarrett, and I forgot that there was a Jeff Jarrett. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> that was supposed to be released on TV, and it never came. Oh man, 
anyway um yeah some of this stuff is going to have to wait because we have to get the yeah. hell out of here actually we're only two and a half hours into this but still got to get the hell out of here um oh, good lord virgil lonely virgil i heard about what you're but i know exactly what to talk about good because i'm kind of don't fully let me see what the hell this is so he put up this video the fuck is this So what's that? Just him out there doing autographs again? Oh wow, I did not know this. Step on up, I don't bite. He said, "Step on up, I don't bite." Write it down. Nibble is a lie. Motherfucker, you lucky you bite nibble and chew. Get fuck out. I don't know why I took a screenshot, but I did. Just because it's Virgil. You never know when you need a Virgil screenshot. Yo, Virgil kills me. He put, you heard so, about that thing with him and Brooke Hogan, right? Well, we're getting there. First, okay. one one thing at a time here. So first, another day at the office. Another day at the office, baby. Thanks to the 204,000 people that came to sniff my beef drip and allow me to play Hollywood like the star fucking place that it is. On, Ju- on July 4th, I will put an end to poverty as, as hashtag meat sauce madness will take a bite of the earth's existence. And uh, apparently when he said this, what he was saying was that uh, there's a new video game starring him coming out called Meat Sauce Madness. Is this real? I don't know. and I'm scared to ask. I'm really scared to get the answer. Well, there's a logo. Oh, God, it's real. Hopefully just the logo, right? Oh, God. What the fuck? Oh, my God. It's going to be a new first person shooter. It's going to be crazy. And then we do have this Brooke thing here. How many different things did he do? I only know of these two. He's a busy man, huh? Right. Oh, wait, no. Oh, that's the that's just him being happy there. <laughs> Didn't mean to do that one. I think this was the one that you were talking about, right? Yeah, he and Brooke Hogan took a picture. So it's there. He's taking a picture with Brooke, and then it says, "I don't care who your daddy is." It. Yeah, I guess he means this. I don't care who your daddy is. Still be twenty dollars for a pick and thirty for the autograph combo, honey. Hashtag meat sauce madness. That's awesome. He charged Brooke Hogan for an autograph. Nice. I don't care how many records you got, girl. Run me my 20. Yo, I was listening to Conan the other day, and they were telling him about the fact that, did you realize that Jillian Hall was invented by Triple H and Stephanie as a Brooke Hogan rib? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, they actually decided behind the scenes, they, they revealed oh, no. that uh, they just decided to get her and then put her eyes to make her look like, like fucking, uh, like Brooke, and then come out singing like shit. And Conan was like, it's the funniest rib in the world. <laughs> the, whole, the whole Jillian thing was just a rib. They said that Stephanie and Triple H deliberately, they made her, put, they made her style her hair like, like Brooke, and uh, they, specifically the way she does like the, the blue fucking shadows around her eyes. They literally just decided that they were going to make, make their own for Hogan. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about that story, too, just now. Oh, that's amazing. I see it now, too. Right. I'm thinking back, and I envision it, and it makes me sad. That, that was a Brooke Hogan rib. Yo, they got her good, man. I'm sure. <laughs> right. I'm sure Hogan didn't appreciate that shit, right? 
that goes to show right there. To me, I always knew it, but that goes to show right there, Triple H and Stephanie, the kind of shit they'll do. You know? Sit there and shake my head for a second, like, damn, man. Damn. Oh, man, that's crazy. Oh. <laughs> vision in my head is fucking amazing. Oh, God. You know, all I hear is for fucking music. I know you're wild, man. Bro, it blew my mind when I when I first heard that that was a rib just because I, I actually it's one of those things I was half listening to. I think this was yesterday or the day before I was just laid back half listening to just random podcast stuff. And I sat up. I remember I half heard the story. And it was like, wait, <laughs> what was the rib again? <laughs> I had to no rewind like that. Way. It was like, oh, no that's that's crazy i don't know how you know what it is at the time brooke wasn't known as well the only people who were like really in the business would have probably seen her well enough to know how she looks regularly and, and acts you had to watch by like the, hogan knows best and she had to really yeah know. so like by the time we would have seen her like that would the jillian thing was over but i'm sure they got it like hogan must have got it right oh there's no way he didn't what a waste it would be if hogan didn't get it so verge was gonna end poverty with his meat sauce madness and with Starting with Brooke's $20 selfie. Have fun. <laughs> Enjoy the meat sauce. <laughs> All right. Uh, the other news is basically Vince McMahon has been at the Performance Center earlier today. And he was there to scout talent. Because Fightful is saying that uh, this is basically him going to pull a bunch of people up that he's interested in having on the main roster. And this is the reason why currently there's been trials happening before Raw and before SmackDown. And PW Insider reports, which I saw on the card, Shotzi Blackheart had a match against Scarlett before SmackDown. The dark match It was a main event taping. So I may as well actually get to see it. And I was wondering why they were having dark matches when there's no people. It's just the Thunderdome. But if it's main event matches... I didn't realize that the SmackDown, that those were the main event tapings now since they move all that around. But yeah. it makes sense. General Bronson Reed and Karrion Cross have both had tryouts as well. Yeah. So they were all thought they've been backstage at Raw and everything else. Apparently, Karrion Cross had a completely different everything when he came out. Like the Karrion Cross that you saw with that music oh, and intro God. and the way that he is, they said that at this tryout, it was gone. Like it, all of that was gone. And it was a completely different music, completely different everything about this guy. And the original articles that the Dirt Sheets posted had the capture of this intro. I don't want to get you excited, though. We don't have it because apparently WWE's gone out of their way to just wipe this shit away. They don't want you to see what they're doing with him in these dark matches. But it was out there for a little while. I'll, when I have time, I'll look next week. I mean, nothing's ever gone from the Internet forever. And uh, But whatever the hell's going on with him. It's it's apparently not good. I guess they keep lead him. Yeah, and, I mean they've already been talking about splitting him and Scarlet up. Well, if they split him and Scarlet up, which I could see them doing because they don't call, they're not going to call you up because. But that'd be foolish if the two of them didn't sign in their contract as an act. That'd right. be on their on them. They really you know? don't work as well separately. You put them together, that's where the appeal is. But maybe that's why they have her on a match separately. You know, these these guys. You know what I hate to say, but these are young guys, just kind of like the way uh maria canales and mike canales were i just think sometimes they get conned into this shit man you know what i mean it's kind of like why would scarlet be in a singles match against shotzi blackheart if they didn't plan on having her do separate things why would carrying cross have a completely different intro if they didn't plan on him not having her there because you can't have her in the song and doing the intro she's not going to be there that's the only reason you would need it 
that intro must have taken a lot of fucking time and work. The only way you would discard something like that is if you couldn't use it anymore. Only reason you couldn't use it anymore is if you didn't have them together. But that leads it back to being your fault. Who split them up? You see what I mean? It's like they're almost like they create their own problems that they then need to solve by creating exactly. more problems that they then need to solve. You know, it's an endless loop here with them. Oh, boy. Anyway. Oh, God. Yeah, I really hope they do not split those two up. I don't want them splitting them up either. In fact, don't, just, just leave them in NXT. Don't call them out. There's no actual reason to call them out. But they're scouting talent, and this is what they're planning on doing. And they gave, uh, yeah, so they're giving all of these people tryouts. Samoa Joe is actually working as a talent scout for NXT. That's what his actual function is, by the way. Like, yeah, they're doing the on the, the on screen thing right now with him or whatever. The job that he was hired for, which from what I'm hearing, I, I believe the same day that they fired him from WWE, Triple yeah, H like called hours him after. within hours. Yeah, and he was like, we're going to put together a package. Just bear with me. Like, Triple H grabbed them back real quick. This is what I'm talking about. It's not all one company, you know. He grabbed them back real quick. But uh, he did say he was speaking to uh, out of character, and he told them it wasn't just about coming back to NXT and being an enforcer and having a role on the show. I'm working in the talent scouting department, a few more administrative things here and there behind the scenes. I, it's a little bit of a transition for me, too, into some of the other aspects of the business of WWE. It's really great cool opportunity, and Hunter offered me, and I'm still performing within the confines of WWE. So he's scouting talent. So you see, they're, they're really shaking things up as far as the talent and who's going to have what and where everybody's going to go and stuff. You know? Yeah, sounds like it. Um, oh, yeah, the Anna J thing. We've got to talk about freaking Jungle Boy and Anna J too, huh? Yeah, because uh, they revealed after his incredible performance in the main event on Dynamite, he, uh, they revealed that they are an item. Mm-hmm. Look at that. That is a, that is a very... Uh, that is a very, very classy picture, I have to say. You know, very romantic, yeah. very classy. Oh, that is what? What just happened? Hey, man. Sometimes you got to get up in there, right? He's grabbing her ass. Come on now, you married, you know. Sometimes you got to get up in there. You got to let him know. Like, like you see this? This is mine. I own that. Yeah, look, look at that. Die. This guy, and we talked about this in the chat room. You weren't there. This guy gets to be Luke Perry's son. Get a push. Get the Jungle Boy music. Fuck Anna J. You know what I mean? Like, he's getting everything, huh? He has that Perry blood in him. His life is going really main good. Event main, event, main event this past Saturday? Like. Anna J is always, like, in the background and shit, so I never really noticed her ass until he started grabbing it. Right. <laughs> She's always facing front. I never see her from behind. If she, if he didn't like, like if she wasn't a sex object before, she definitely is now. Like, good lord, he just displayed how grabbable her. He just displayed how grabbable her ass is. This is like an ass infomercial because it's like in the middle of the night, and you know it's awkward. <laughs> there's a fan in a part. There's a fan in a car off screen. Like, damn. Yeah, good for him, man. Go Jungle Boy. Life is good. You're not going to get people like Jungle Boy Daniel Bryan or Seth Rollins to uh, join a union. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> you know, oh, man, we don't, you know, come on, guys, join us in the, we don't feel that we got as much out of joining this business as we expected. And then, then they're sitting there like, yeah, I am fucking Anna J. All right, you sit you know, down. I don't know, man. I have Becky Lynch. I'm all right. Yeah, I got Bree. I Sorry. got Anna J. And I got it. And we're all champions, all former champions and uh, getting pushed over. You guys make a union. We'll be quietly over here, <laughs> oh not my. unioning, fucking our wives. 
<laughs> you know, I hate to say it, but there's, those are the two WWs. There's the union, and then there's the oh well, you know, we I I got I met my wife here, and uh, you know, even people who left. Moxley probably wouldn't even want a union, right? <laughs> Good for him. Oh yeah, and he has his own dinosaur. You're right, and Marco Stunt. Right, he has his own dinosaur and Spike he, Dudley. He gets a dinosaur and a gnome. <laughs> Most people only get one mystical creature if they really grind for it. That's a lot. That's a lot for this guy here, man. Oh, my God. I don't know if we have time for a Ryback story. I, I don't think we can do that this week, man. We let him in every week, and this which we're crunched for time. Should I let him? It's been a couple of weeks. Do we let him carry over the next week? I don't know. Yeah, he, 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 he can last one more week without me fucking with him. Yeah, and I'm letting but him next go. Next week. We'll keep him on the program for next week. Tony Khan. Oh, man. I have to. I didn't even think I was going to stop until I, I... I'm glad that I glanced at it because we would have definitely not wanted to miss this one. So Tony Khan, right? They asked him, what was this on? He spoke to Barstool Sports and they asked him about his on-screen AEW character and he said, I've done stuff on, I've done stuff on other wrestling shows that kind of promote AEW and crossover, but that's kind of the line I don't want to cross because I feel like you disappear up your own butt when you start writing that way. I just thought that was such a great quote. That's a phrase I never thought I'd hear another person say. You disappear up your own butt when you start booking yourself as the heel owner of your own company is what he fucking just said. (laughs) I've never heard that before. He's saying that Vince McMahon essentially disappeared up his own butt when he became Mr. McMahon. What they don't tell you about the kiss my ass club is if you look close enough, you see him looking back. I got to go back to the Mr. McMahon kiss my ass club. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the best one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do we ever make a drop of that? I don't even know. I don't know if we did. I don't think so. But if not, it's a new era. Fuck it. New buttons. Oh, man. That was so great. <laughs> uh. God, it's like I'm pressed for time. Are we still doing the weeklies? I mean, we can. Because <laughs> there's so much fucking stuff. What is with the wrestling time? world? Because I'm looking here like... You know what? The- I have an interesting idea. What's that? What about... Because we are so pressed for time right now. I'm thinking literally off the top of my head. What about, to save time, next week, we start off with this week's weeklies? I think that's a brilliant idea. Because I can just pull everything up. I can just pull everything back up. And then we'll just kick it off, knocking out this weeklies. So then we still knock out the weeklies for next week. And then we're not here till forever tonight. That's a good idea. And that lets us run through more dirt sheet stuff, which is what a lot of you guys ask for anyway. And that yeah. makes the show not run that much longer. I'm for this as, a, yeah. as an impromptu show on the new equipment. And then we catch yeah, up. I mean, everything. hey, it'll be two weeks of weeklies, but we'll spread it out better so that the weekly segment doesn't just take even longer. Yeah, there's not too much that we really need to talk about that happened this week. Yeah, I mean, I think some of the I think okay, really good. I think the one thing that I'll talk about everything was good. I'll say that much. Yeah, then we'll go into I more next week. Catch but like everything, a dynamite jungle boy absolutely killed it. So congrats mm-hmm. on him. But the one thing that I will talk about in regards to week is before we go off the air, because I kind of feel like that should just be up to date, will be SmackDown. Yes. 
All right. Anyway, so let's see dirt, dirt sheets. Anything else going on here? I know Kevin Owens. There's rumors going on with him. Even Melsa was saying that uh, he was leaving. He was told, but he was like, "What's up with Kevin? Is he hurt?" And he's like, "No, he asked for personal time off." And uh, they did because a thing he where... will be competing on SmackDown this week. Uh, his money in the bank qualifier is going to be a last man standing match with Sami Zayn. Good. So now he's still here, which I mean, that's the two. That's the match those two deserve because God help them when there's no rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like if, you've uh, ever, if you've ever seen these two wrestle when there's no rules, strap in, kids. Did, you know, this gives us time to, uh, now this gives us time. <laughs> You're welcome, Reeves. So what did he do now? He, the, Twitter said his account won't be verified. <laughs> Twitter's like, no. They must, they must, he must be working them, right? Like Twitter must be in on this with him. Right? Motherfucker can't get Twitter on him. Come on. <laughs> hey, Twitter, Twitter support, verified Jack. Can you help me understand how I don't meet the criteria to be verified when I'm everywhere else? I really want to make sure I'm doing all I can and would appreciate your help. I've seen people with hundreds of followers get the the check mark. And then, because it doesn't end there, I believe he, did he post his actual license? <laughs> yeah, I think he did. Publicly like that? You are bold, sir. That's strange. Hey, Twitter, Twitter support. Checking in on some communication so we can talk about my account. You're the only platform that won't verify me and have my account suppressed since 2016. Here's my ID. Also, am being granted the trademarks as I am it. Enough of this. Let's go. I can't tell if this is real. Because it's him, I have to believe it's real. This is the same man I watched clothesline a fat chicken to a pool and then she came out skinny Puerto Rican woman. You're right. At that point, right. there's no line. Like once I saw one, once I saw a fat woman standing out of a pool talking about some, hey, stupid, you trying to be a fat? And then she just came out Puerto Rican. At that point, there's no line. All right. Well, let's see what else we got going on here. I can't keep right back on this anymore, man. This is just too much. This is like a cartoon. This is like the WWE. What's that that shit they do? Story time. The the story time you would never hear. Oh, that they would never. never these are the story times they would never allow you to have. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna skip that for now because I think that will be better for next week's thing. Sonia Deville, her stalker, is out of police custody. I thought they were putting him away forever. What happened? Right. I saw this and I was just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Or are you kidding me? What happened? Like y'all didn't like like who is like, who made the call to let this crazy motherfucker just run free? I don't know. I don't know anything like, well, about why it. Why was the next move not to board his crazy ass up in a party in a padded room? I don't get it. Let's see what the hell happened. I want to hear that mental oh, health bullshit. This he was committed. Crazy. He was committed um, to Florida's Department of Children Families on May 14th. Um, then it was ruled he was incompetent. It was transferred out of custody to Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office. He's not continuing mental health facility. Physically transferred. So he was physically transferred to a mental health facility. Okay, so he's done actually out in public. Okay, he's in a rubber room. Okay, that works. They decided that he's a little bit too. You know, fuck that. You know what you do? What you do is you weld that room shut and then just walk away. I got a little fucking thing. Go, just walk away. Just walk away. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh what else do we got going on here? 
Uh, Mickey James apparently is going to wrestle for the NWA. Yeah, she changed her mind. Uh, that big uh, event that they're planning, I believe she's going to compete on it. Cool. Let's see what this is. And August 29th is NWA 73, the anniversary show. And so on the anniversary show, I am announcing that I am going to wrestle at NWA 73, and I'm looking for an opponent. And so I want you to tell Billy who who you want to see me wrestle. Who wants to wrestle me at NWA 73? That is the big question. So um, this is, you know, I'm just announcing this. Well, I guess that's where they cut it. Yeah. Who's she going to wrestle, though? Uh, that's the question. Um, if I had to pick, I'd say either Serena Deeb or Allison K. I'd like to see her wrestle. Oh, I'd love to see that. Yeah. We could get Mickey James I, I versus if, Serena Deeb. I don't know yeah. if they ever wrestled uh, when they were both in TNA, but I remember when Allison K. was Sienna there. I do remember that. Yeah, that that would be fun. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm looking forward to Mickey James. Absolutely. Oh yeah, you gotta have a big name like that on. If it's your anniversary show, you gotta go big. And Mickey James is a big name when it comes to women's wrestling. We have Tony Storm coming out of the closet. Yeah, not the closet you guys are thinking of, perverts. Just uh, the one where she's bisexual. Yeah, she, uh, so she when it was announced that I would be taking over the Instagram for Pride Month, I noticed a lot of people were like, Tony, you know, are you just an ally? Are you in the community? You know, what's, what's going on over here? And, well, I guess now's a good time to say, well, both. Uh, I'm an ally and I can't exactly say that I'm straight either. <laughs> I'm bi and it feels good to say and it's something I've been really comfortable with for a long time. I just never uh, really expressed it. I don't know. I just never really found the right time. And it's Pride Month, and I'm on your Instagram. So now's a good time, I guess. <laughs> Was that like an invitation? <laughs> All I'm saying is if anybody wants a three-way with juice. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but no, that's good. Leave- good for her. I actually want to watch that, um, that takeover live, so... Leave the hat on. Write it down. If this was the screenshot. <sighs> leave the hat on. Write it down. Yeah. Oh my god. There's so many. Fuck this should have right. been this this was like a week worth this is like a month worth of episodes. Isn't it kind of funny how for basically the reboot we get a ton of titles? Totally, man. All I'm saying, we're at six or seven if you count the one you wrote down, we're at seven. And yeah, I, I definitely uh Let's put her back on the screen and talk about this. I mean, I, I definitely support women being bisexual. Who wouldn't? What man, what self-respecting man wouldn't support bisexual women? Right. It's like a, living the dream, shit. It's like if I offer you a phone with a dual core or a PC with a dual core processor or a phone with a quad core processor, you're going to take the quad core, right? Right. <laughs> you don't lose anything. You get two more processors. Worst case scenario, you don't use them, but they're there. Right. It's like that's but what no, you get. Bi- bisexual, you get those extra cores. <laughs> you know, that's a great way to put it. It's up to you if you're going to use them or not. But damn, if somebody asks you, you'll be like, "Yeah, mine has the extra cores. Does yours?" <laughs> no, that's unfortunate. Hopefully, you never need them. Single core, motherfucker. Because no. if I do, because if I do, I'm good. I'm straight. <laughs> I'm over here with the quad core team. Oh One core for four people minimum. You stupid. 
but no, no, yeah, seriously, though, like, good for her, though, good, good for her. <laughs> oh, yeah, good for her and uh, anybody else. Oh, yeah. It was cool to hear her now, Zach, I mean, I always said it before, that's one of, if I had to pick my, if I had to pick three, that's one of my top three favorites in NXT UK, so, that girl. You gotta ask yourself, who isn't by, you know? Right. That's what I'm more curious about. Like, who's just straight and narrow? They had that one girl who had sex with another girl on Total Divas, right? What was her name? She'd been gone so long, I forgot. Oh, my God. She Rosemary? used to come out. Wow, you, your memory is ridiculous. Good yeah. fucking Lord. <laughs> I can't believe you pulled that one out. <laughs> I had to reach for a tad, but I got I just to... can't believe you even remembered her. She was gone so long. Remember that? She, like, made it with, like, a girl in there. You know the sad part? <laughs> this is the fucked up part about this. The only reason I remember her, one is because I remember she tried to make out with Natty. And two, there was that incident they had where I think, what was it, Alicia Fox like pulled her shorts down on like live TV. And I remember they showed that incident on Total Divas and I was like, damn. And she was naked a lot on Total, Total Divas as well. Yeah. Look at that hat though. Leave the hat on. All right. She's a stylish one. Like we should start her entrance gear. That girl knows how to fucking style. Like, like, bitch, you will notice me. Don't let I them see you. They'll make that into a gimmick. Right. I just fucking saw Stasis put in the chat room. But no, you're not in the fucking basement, Stasis. <laughs> oh, I'm glad we get to just do dirt cheese, man. It's always pressure to get to those weeklies that I don't really care too much about. It'll get us out of here a little bit sooner too. No, it won't because we're here late. But it'll get us out of here. Well, less I mean, than when it comes time we'll be on here at least. Um, give me a sack here. Oh, God. <laughs> I just can't get away the fucking dual process is a quad process. Yeah, Damn. I just want to make sure I had the image ready before I talked about the person. Oh, God. That's out of respect. Sorry about that. Anyway, um, yeah, remember Super Genie? Sabu's girl? She died. I do. Yep. Yeah, I did. Yeah, she passed away all this past week. Yeah. That was wow. something I hadn't thought about in a long time. She used to train with Killer Kowalski in Ultimate Pro Wrestling. And uh, she wasn't really in WWE too often. Aside from a cup of coffee with OVW, really. Yeah. But I know I she was most well known for um, being Sabu's manager on the indies. Yeah. Did, did he tweet about it at all? I haven't seen him tweet about it. But then again, I haven't seen Sabu tweet much at all lately. Gotcha. But I haven't heard anything from him. Well, condolences. Thoughts and prayers. And that sucks as always. Oh yeah, and she was beautiful. Right? It, it, it's always kind of rough losing somebody in the business. Yeah, it really is. Well, on to our. Wow, this is weird. That's always an interesting start, right? So there was a um, a person from Bradford. He's not a fan of wrestling, and I'm just going to point out that he's not a fan of wrestling. But oh, uh, oh, oh, wait a minute. Way he got apparently what happened was this, this guy got drunk. Wow! And after and he spent well he, he spent forty pounds on six deed poll documents, which would serve as proof of his bank, and then another seventy five pounds for a new passport. So he basically, there is one person who changed his name after and getting his drunk. Name is John Cena.
this new John Cena spoke to the Irish son where he said, we had a few drinks and were play wrestling. We were just messing around, pretending to do announcements like in WWE. And one of my friends was introducing John Cena. One thing led to another and they dared me to change my name to John Cena. I was going to get a tattoo saying it, but did this instead. I always followed through with theirs, so I just did it. I'm not even I'm not even a wrestling fan. My mom couldn't stop laughing at me when she found out. My dad's more serious, so I've not told him, but I actually don't mind the name, so I'm going to keep it. So this guy got drunk at a pub with his friends, play wrestled, and got so hammered that they convinced him to get a tattoo of John Cena, and then he said, you know what, fuck that. I'm going to just change my name. I'll be John Cena. How drunk do you have to get? How drunk do you? What? You know what? I don't even drink, and I wish I could have been that drunk once in my life. Because I've heard of getting so plastered that you get a tattoo of John Cena or Hulk Hogan. Or something. Can you imagine being what so fucking... Name? Because that's what makes this story so fascinating. Can you imagine being so fucking plastered that you you went to a new level of fucked up? Because you had to get the 40 pounds to get the six deed poll documents for proof of your bank. And then another 75 for your passport. You know what I mean? You drunkenly got all that shit to qualify, to change your name. You had to be fucking toasted, man. To go from, I was so fucked up, I got a tattoo. of I was so fucked up that I got all the paperwork necessary and paid to get it processed. To become John Cena. $40 in the six deed poll documents with the 75 on the passport. We were so fucked up that we didn't even sober up. Between getting the documents and the deeds needed and the passport necessary or paying the fees, like he was still fucked up enough to make it to become John Cena. That motherfucker said, you get so drunk, you get a tattoo. Bitch, I am the bar. I'm so drunk, I get my name changed. If he was my friend, I wouldn't have known to stop him. I would have been like, all right, later. And then we'd have left. I would have been like, he would have never, he's never going to be, he's going to sober away before he's John Cena. He has to go get the deeds. He needs $75 for the passport. They're probably going to have him take a picture. By the time this guy, he's not, like, how did he make it there? Waking up the next day with a fucking tattoo is completely different from getting all that shit together and changing your name to John Cena. I love that his mom loves it. And he's not even a fucking John Cena fan. Wow, that is a fascinating story. Damn. We got your Rick Boogs guy. Am I saying his name right? Rick Boogs? Oh, look at this! Why wow, he's drinking syrup? Oh, it's not from Super Troopers. You got that from Super Troopers. I just never drink it like. That's a lot of shit that happened. That motherfucker said, we know how to party. We drink maple syrup and listen to the system of a down. Fuck you. No, I think it was Rammstein, right? 
the first one was Rammstein, but the last one at the end was uh. Oh I yeah, yeah. That song, the fucking BYOB, but I just Oh yeah, yeah. Switched. I see what you're saying. Pretty sure he had sugar in there somewhere too, but I don't know. Oh man, look, we're getting more stuff out of the way by doing this. There's all the stuff that wouldn't have made it into the show and probably wouldn't have made it into next week either. Like Bea Priestley, I guess, had a. What is this here? I guess they're saying she's going to be joining the NXT UK. That would be quite the addition. That's what it looks like. Give me a I minute. Mean, at here. this point, with a new champion, they're going to need new challenges. So. I don't have a video of it here, but I'm thinking can the new system pull it in on the fly? I think it can. Let me see. Yeah, it looks like it can. Yeah, it looks like I could just grab shit off of the airwaves without <laughs> nice chaos. All right, cool. Getting the the briefcase or whatever. What was that name that she wrote there? It was Blair Davenport. Blair Davenport. Why the fuck is that her name? Uh, who knows. That is her new name, yes, being reported. Blair Davenport. She's no longer be a priestly. She's Blair Davenport. And she's in NXT UK. I don't even mind the Blair that much, but where the fuck did you get Davenport? Right. Like Davenport's just a weird, just an out there last name to have that. Like, why not call it just Blair Priestley? That would have at least been close. God, that's so fucking far. You see, and that's because they get writers that are going, ha ha ha, I watched this. But I don't know what it is. <laughs> Kenneth the Menace. Kenneth Mobley. 515, motherfucker. We still on you. And we didn't forget about you. They already did. Good Lord. Anyway. um, Did you want to just talk about the most important thing that happened on SmackDown before we wrap things up here? Yeah, because uh, there was one very significant moment mm-hmm. in all the chaos of this show. Yeah, that sure was. Give me a minute here. Oh but yeah, Roman Reigns coming out. And they're manipulating Jimmy, by the way. We'll talk about that more next week. But they're definitely manipulating him into a, a man. He didn't realize it. You can definitely see this is going the route of Jay versus Jimmy for that spot. Mm-hmm. But there was a surprise return, which we're going to see here. was going to come from behind the curtain. An enraged look on the face of Edge. Reigns with a Superman punch. No, I caught him anyway. Like that, Roman Reigns drops Edge. 
Edge is a man who has seen everybody this business has produced. Oh my God, what a... Yeah, man, brutal, right? Oh, yeah. He looks he looks significantly bigger since the last myself. Yeah, I mean, everybody's looking bigger again. Maybe there's so much stuff going on in the world, nobody has time to drug test anymore. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> They're like, now's our chance. Quick, juice it up. Yeah, like The first thing I noticed is I was like, yo, you weren't this big when I last saw you. Yeah, right. How much it's more stuff happens? They, they, ages returns. There was that wild eye. I think exactly what JR described it, that wild eye look in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Very, very like, I cool. Always feel like, I always feel like when Edge returns, he's the most excited in the room. But at the end of this, Edge does get his heat back, as you can see here, with a spear. Look at that. He looks like Triple H. Doesn't he? He could trick somebody and be like, that's Triple H that speared him. When did Triple H start using the spear? When did his hair go back? Don't fucking worry What's that thing that they do on? What's that thing that people start posting on Facebook? That have nothing better to do with their life. Um, I'm gonna tell my kids this was Triple H. Triple H. You see, you got me. Maybe too. You maybe too. Motherfucker, I was thinking about that shit. Every time I go on Facebook, I don't even go on there anymore, man. I had to program all my shit to just go straight to the talk on Facebook. I'm so sick of just different things, right? I'm gonna tell my kids this was this. I'm gonna tell my kids this was that. There's mine. You I'm gonna tell my kids this was Triple H. But tell you what, the funny thing about it is, I have to remind myself to send you the link to the channel. There's a YouTube channel I've been following called fucking Mentally Mitch. They do shit like that, but it's also funny is the voice of the hot person behind it. It's the funniest fucking thing to see that meme pop up. Because I swear to God, that might be my favorite meme. I'm gonna tell my the bullshit I see. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> I think the best one I ever saw was they had a fucking thing of Mr. Potato Head and said, I'm gonna tell my grandkids this is, this is Steve Harvey. I'm going to tell my kids no. this was Triple H. <laughs> right. Roman <laughs> Reigns is in trouble. Came back after a spinal fusion to the pop of all pops from the WWE Universe. Now, oh, look at this. Smackdown, he shows up. I love that. It's the spirit. Right? We know he's coming. Yeah. Roman Reigns. Say it again. I love the fact that, um, that Pat called it a pop. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I've never heard a commentator. Good call. I've never heard a commentator call that a pop. That word doesn't exist in their world. He better hope nobody else noticed that shit. Of course, here we got Jimmy Uso, who's now a heel. They tricked him into becoming a heel. He doesn't even realize he's a heel. Jimmy into those stairs, but who cares? Edge is back. The crazed look in the eyes of the old There you go. I did that for you, that Jay. One, that 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 spear sounded better like that. I, I did nice that for you. Breakaway. I sacrificed myself like for the family, for family and Olive Garden. <laughs> for family, <laughs> writing it down. Fuck it. For family and Olive Garden. That All right. Wonderful. So what are your thoughts overall? I mean, I'm, I guess I'm not going to go too much into the weeklies this week because of time. And again, I'm freshly married. I have to get that sorted. Right. You know? <laughs> I mean, but yeah, overall, um, 
realistically, this week, nothing to really complain about for the weeklies. I pretty much got to watch everything. So, yeah, this uh, this wrestling week didn't hurt. No, we'll catch up on the intricacies next week. I do have timestamps and stuff. I don't want to keep anybody any later. Um, but again, I am grateful that you guys had the patience to be here uh, for this first reboot. You call it another reboot. The fact that everything, at least for the live chat room, it's a bit different, even a little bit for you on demand people. Uh, but I do recommend if you're listening on anything, even on Spotify or to our new family out there, um, come in, come check us on Twitch or on uh, Facebook Live so you could see the videos or even watch them on the replay. Remember that you can go to twitch.tv slash talkmunch. Uh, you can go to facebook.com slash talkmunch. You could go to all of these places and you can see all of our stuff. Uh, thank you to everybody who's listening across those platforms as well as iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. And all of the other ones. I actually do not have my bot over on this side yet. So we don't have the names of everybody. But I know my regulars. And I know George has been here. And uh, Willie and EB Gamer also has been here. As well as uh, Killer Quest. Uh, Stasis, of course, has been around. You know, the regular old gang. Like I said, I didn't have any of that ready. But yeah, we're going to have everything ready for next week. Uh, George, as always, thank you for being here late with us and hanging out. This will probably be the last time we have a late show because we're going to start having everything a little bit more sorted with our new system. Um, this has just been a big, growing pain here. I consider this like a test run. So, again, tune in. And again, for the rest of this week, we're going to have a lot of other stuff going on. So don't forget about that. Sorry this one was a little bit disorganized. But again, honeymoon. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 466, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dara, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. For myself and my co-host, Destin Soul Glow Frazier, we're out of here. Remember, leave your hat on. Shut it down.